and we are live. You know what time it is? Tuesday at 8, episode 13, lucky 13 of the MCW cast. On April 13th, no less. The 13th episode on April 13th. I love a sequence, and with that said, (laughs) I'm legacy MCW announcer Larry Legend. I'm MCW promoter Dan McDevitt. And I'm Tara. Welcome to the MCW cast. Hey, yeah, it's feeling good. You know, the weather's breaking. Many people are getting the vaccine. Uh, Everybody's eligible now. So we're glad for you to be once again allowing us to enthrall you with an episode of the MCW cast on a Tuesday night. And don't forget, all of the platforms that you're enjoying this cast on, share it out, like it, comment. We love the interaction. And we've been getting some great feedback thus far. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. Thank you. Please hit that little bell. And even if you're just consuming this on uh, via um, podcast, like on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, or CastBox, make sure to subscribe on those platforms because it helps our algorithm. Not just listen, but make sure you subscribe. Yeah, any sort of like way that you can like, share, you know, do that. Do let. Let the world know. And it seems it all like, helps our algorithm. Indeed it, it does. And, and it seems like we had a huge mega response for our last set of guests here on the MCW cast. Dak Draper and Quinn McKay shattering records of yeah, viewership two, two for the cast. Ago. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was, ago, that, that was was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I'm so. Well, yeah. The, last <laughs> last <laughs> week's was Drolix. Yeah, that was. Which was some heavy editing time for the producers. <laughs> well, Dan, like he said, he, you know, he's from West Baltimore. Right. You know, he, he didn't come up like, you know, everybody else. But, uh, yeah, uh, uh, huge support for that episode. Huge support for. Quinn and Dak, and hey, we just want to thank everybody, including all of our coffee club members, for all the continued support here Absolutely. at the MCW cast. Absolutely. It was pretty interesting with Drolix, huh? Yeah. You know, I remember. I remember first spotting him out in the crowd, you know, and I remember when he <laughs> kept coming back, and before you know it, he had gotten his training, and he was a, a, a player. And you know something really interesting? I'll tell you this much. Um, I went back to uh, some Twitter DMs. I went. I wanted to DM Drolix a few pictures from one mm-hmm. of the old MCW holiday parties, and I hadn't DM'd him since 2013. Wow. And we, so we hadn't interacted through Messenger, but mm-hmm. Twitter had saved what we were talking about at the time. Mm-hmm. And in that DM, it was me saying to him, hey, man. You know, Vader, now Lawler. I was talking to him about how he was getting more and more steam behind. Yeah, Yeah, you know, and uh, he was like, yeah, thank you, man. And I think at the time I was in CZW and I think I was saying like, yeah, I don't see you around CZW anymore. And, you know, this, that, and the third. But it was just wild uh, to travel back in time to see uh, when it all started happening for him. And when I was kind of congratulating him Mm -hmm. and telling him to, you know, keep on keeping on. And damned if he did. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it was so. a good good episode. Got a lot of compliments. Um, I thought it was a good conversation. I think so too. And the diverse type of conversation that we like, we were rocking and rolling with a few couples weeks back to back. You know, right? Camarado and and Ref Becky, and then Quinn and Dak, and and we had Drolix there. You know, back to solo dolo. But I think we're. I think the more the merrier is what I'm feeling. You know what I mean? We could fill this studio up. Yes, we yeah, can. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think we might tonight, too. I think we might fill it up. Yes, indeed. We might just fill it up because we've got not one, not two, but three special in-studio guests. Tara, you want to let Before we do the intros, before we do the intros, I wanted to, to talk about something because our um, on all our 
the podcast platforms, they've really been growing when we're looking at the numbers, Spotify, more and more subscribers. I mean, we got people listening to the podcast in Germany, Australia, United Kingdom, Canada. Um, so it's really neat to get those um, numbers and look at how many different people are listening on all the different podcast platforms. So if, there, if you are one of those people, we appreciate you um, checking out the MCW cast and signing up. But if you're, if you're just listening um, audio-wise, you, make sure you go to our YouTube page. Just search MCW Pro Wrestling on YouTube um, because we, we are, even though we've been down for a year, we're continuing to push out content. Um, Wrestling-wise, one of the things we push out every Friday is our Flashback Friday on YouTube. Um, so you'll see tons of matches. You know, we've we've been around for 20 years, so thousands of matches, and we're still pushing that content. So if you are listening on any of those other platforms, still go to our YouTube page, subscribe to it, um, get, hit the the button for subscription so you get notified. And this past um, this past week, Flashback Friday match was Brandon Scott mm-hmm. versus um, Sean Studd, who for listeners may not, you know, if they're they're not. They don't follow us. They may not know who that is, but Sean Studd is actually the son of Hall of Famer Big John Studd. That's right. And that match was from when, Tara? 2016, I believe. 2016. Autumn so that was our pat. And no. and a couple weeks ago, we had Mickey James versus Amber Rodriguez mm-hmm. for the MCW Women's Championship, and that blew up in views. Yeah. Um. You know, of course, Mickey helped retweeting it and pushing it out. Of course, she's one of our OGs. Yeah. Here, so yeah, make sure you go check out um, our YouTube page and subscribe, so you get the Flashback Fridays along with our new content that just started on Thursday nights, short fifteen-minute episodes. Um, so it's it's very short. You don't have to commit a lot of time to watch them, but it's MCW The Road Back, um, hosted by Kim and Nicole. And each week, they're um, basically the whole purpose of it is to touch base with different MCW talent about what they've been doing the last year um, as everybody's career was pretty much put on hold um, for that for that time and um, what they're doing to prepare for the road back to live events, which appears to be happening hopefully in the next couple months um, here with MCW where we're, where we're based at in Maryland. That's right, Dan. And I got to say, as a member of the wrestling community at large, hats off to MCW Pro for producing so much content. We've got a lot of hungry, I dare say starved wrestling fans out there because they just can't do what it is that they love. And it kind of is a disheartening thing when you see there are other companies out there that have legacies that are like 18 years, 20 years. They're not putting anything out. But, you know, we're constantly, even this cast, the Mm -hmm. Tribute to Bruiser show, the road back, just putting things out to satiate y'all's appetite and, uh, you know, spread the love. Just like we said, share it on out, everything that we are producing and sharing out with y'all through our our platforms. Please continue that sharing. Sharing is caring. <laughs> That's right. And all of our upcoming events, of course, will be spread on social media. So if you want to stay, you know, up to date on what we have in the works, I mean, we, we are on the road back to live events. Uh, so, you know, make sure that you're... Uh, following us on Facebook because, you know, we push everything out on there as well and all the other forms of social media. Yeah, and so if you want to get to giving the intro for the guest, we were talking about Mickey James being an MCW OG. We got three MCW OGs on this week's episode. That's right. All so we're going to squeeze us all in. Yeah, all, <laughs> see, and you know that I can squeeze one in. And speaking <laughs> of which, all the way from Choppa Tree, Michigan, Tara, you know him well just like I do and Dan as well. The Holy Rollers, Mm -hmm. 
Ramblin' Rich Myers, The Dancing Sensation, Earl the Pearl, <laughs> and, and Platinum Nat. That's right. Going to be on the cast, episode 13. As soon stay, as we get back from the break. Stay with right. us. And we're back with a full studio for the very first time. Three guests. And what better of a trio? The Holy Rollers, the original iteration of the Holy Rollers. Nat, Rich, Earl, thank you for joining us here on the cast. Oh, thank you for having us. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, good, real happy to be here. Good to see you guys. It's, it's been a while for, for some of us. Earl, I guess. Yeah. Uh, way too long, man. Yeah. I, uh, thanks for having. I just feels great to be a wrestler again, even if it is for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, once you're a wrestler, you're always a wrestler. That's so, right. You know, you don't. Yeah. You never retire from this business. <laughs> yeah, well, for me, for me, Earl, it was quite a treat uh, for Dwayne Gill's farewell retirement match right before everything went downhill last year. We bumped into each other at Michael's Eighth Avenue, and uh, I hadn't seen you for years. And I remember I was there to obviously, you know, announce the show, but I was popping more for the fact that oh, there's Earl, you know, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen you in so, you know. Dude, so. No, I hadn't been to shows for years, and Dwayne pulled me out of that. Please come, please come. It's my last show ever, so I did. But yeah, I was. It was great seeing you there, dude. Yeah, actually, it got probably a well, it probably wasn't his last show, or or is it? Was it his last yeah. show? Yeah, I think it, it is now. I forget his heart attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but no, Dan, you're right because I think he had the heart attack going down to Tennessee and doing a little spot show. I'm not sure if it was just autographs, but he's still making the rounds, you know. Right. And then he was on Raw, uh, and that's that's just a typical wrestling retirement. <laughs> it's like that movie, The Wrestler. But what mm-hmm. was retired was Michael's Eighth Avenue. How about mm-hmm. that? Yeah, that's un- unreal, dude. Unbelievable after there. all these uh, years. My heart dropped yep. when I saw that announcement. Mine too. They were great coming. times in that building. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that well, was legendary. A lot of, a lot of moments there. Oh, for sure. Are they going to? Te- they're not going to tear it down. Are they going to repurpose it? Do we I know? Guess they'll well, probably repurpose. Probably yeah, repurpose it. yeah. yeah. What surprised me? They didn't own that building. I no. thought they owned that building. No, they leased ten- it. They leased it. I mean, they're you know yeah. just. This- you, you know, those big banquet hall type places are just going by the wayside. Like, there's just not a demand for them. Well, People aren't what, doing those. You don't get married in a banquet hall anymore, you know? So you, you've got your Martin's West and Martin's right. East and, you know, Michael's 8th Avenue. Those types of venues, people just don't have them anymore. And everything is going on this year. And then you throw yeah. COVID on top of it, you know, and it's like, okay, well, that, that it's just not practical yeah. to have that anymore. Yeah, yeah. letting it go. Mm-hmm. Man, but that place, that's you guys, you know, obviously um, we have a lot of listeners that may not be familiar with MCW that have started listening. But you guys literally go back to the beginning. Oh, yeah. Um, The Holy Rollers, you can you can go to that again. You can go to the MCW YouTube page and look up some matches. Um, But the Holy Rollers, probably one of the the more iconic um, teams in the history Mm -hmm. of MCW, I think, Um Legendary feuds with uh, Matthews in York or Joey, Mercury Joey, Joey and Christian, Christian York. yeah. And Backseat then, Boys, uh, loved working back. That was my yeah. first MCW match. Is yeah. that when I became a staff member as an administrative assistant? That was my first match. Holy Rollers versus the Backseat Boys. It was the the benefit show for the nine eleven. Yeah, yeah right. I joined right after nine eleven. The first thing we did was Michael's Eighth Avenue. Axel returned somehow, some way, and uh, the first match was the Backseat Boys. And I got to tell you. It was the first time my eyes had been opened up to that type of wrestling. Not just what those guys from up Philly were doing, but like y'all's tandem offense. Moves I had never seen before. Uh, you know, the do do the underneath, and yeah. push straight back and off the top. Just like wild, wild stuff for someone that only really had been experienced to WWE uh, to see uh, you guys work. So, yeah. Right, and, well, and then later on, I guess, the one that sticks out to me as a promoter was your long-running feud with Fed Up. 
you yeah. know, mm-hmm. that went on. That, how long did that go that, on? Uh, went on for an entire year. Yeah, a little over a year. year. Yeah. yeah, it was great, great, um, just great storytelling yeah. uh, through that whole thing. That was honestly, honestly, I look back, I have a lot of good times, but that was probably my f- most favorite time being a wrestler. Because I think it was just because I had been around a while and I didn't have those, you know, I wasn't nervous at any time during that feud, so it was all enjoyment. You know, yeah. for me, well, just we, loving how the story was unfolding, loving the reactions we were getting and everything was working. And I just I enjoyed every minute of it. That was to me my, my favorite feud. Well, it was a it was a year. It was had. a year of taking those guys and just teaching him, you know, what I mean, step by step how to put on an entire program for a year. Mm. You know what I mean? And just pulling everything out we could, just barely escaping. And, and keeping the people's attention. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you you think they got it, and just by the skin of our teeth, we pull it out of them. And Flair did it for years. You know what I mean? We did it with them for an entire year, just uh, working with them guys and just – Teach them how to how to wrestle and how to how to work an entire program for a year and keep it going until we went from like Shamrock Cup to Shamrock Cup, I believe it was. I remember so much was organic about it too because there was a couple of times, if I remember correctly, where we talked about ending it, mm-hmm. where we were all right, let's drop the titles and put it over. And, and I think you one time was like, "No, dude, like we can stretch this out a little bit longer." Because we were, I think we were like, let's let's just drop the belts. We're, yeah, it was know, like it was probably like six or seven months we were, we were running out. Right, we're just trying to quit. Like, we just so many <laughs> times we're like, man, we're done, man. We're getting old. We're done. Yeah, but I'm, I, I, yeah, I but never. It. Yeah, we we never told anybody about us. Like after that, we were leaving. Just we would we would we would just write ourselves out more or less when we wanted to take a break. Right. So for the for the I, I know your guys' stories, but let's go back to the beginning on each of you. To let the people know, like Rich, um, <laughs> when you got started in wrestling, how Start with you the old man? Yeah, well, of course I got started in wrestling uh, in 1991, uh, right out of high school. Like I graduated high school in June and of 1991, and July 15th of 1991 was my very first match in WCW, uh, tagging with Black Bart against the WCW Patriots. Uh, uh, Curtis Thompson and Todd Champion. That's how far back I go. <laughs> now, yeah. Where had you trained? I was a monster factory guy. Mm-hmm. I I kind of got into business, kind of like the uh, the old school way and all. Like I I started. I had enough to like. I met. Let me go back just a little <laughs> bit further. Okay. So when I was 15 years old, I answered an ad in the Dundalk Eagle about some backyard wrestling. And it happened to be Dennis Whipwreck and business, Bob Starr. Yeah. Okay. So let me. They let ran me, ads in the Baltimore. I didn't realize oh, yeah. wow. that. Oh, yeah. In the Dundalk Eagle when I was 15 years old. That's Damn, when I met Dennis Bob Starr and Dennis Whipwreck, which is Dan's partner, partner in MCW. Right. Yeah. Okay, so this is how far back I go till right. I'm 15 years old. And then, you know, I mean, we did this backyard wrestling, but we didn't do like the backyard wrestling hardcore garbage. Well, actually, Bob Starr was a trained wrestler. Like he was trained by Jim Leon, yeah, daddy. which which was also trained Axel Rotten and Joey Mags, a guy named uh, Jim Leon, Bad Boy Ricky Lawless, which trained those three guys, which was Axel, Bob Starr, and Joey Mags. So Bob kind of was like my kind of first trainer, like uh, okay. kind of like taught mm-hmm. us like little little bits of what he was learning. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's so, Bob's fault. So yeah, <laughs> fan, fast. Well, I was always a wrestling fan. But years later, like when we got like 17, 18 years old, you know what I mean? We're like, hey, we got to stop with this backyard stuff and 
become real wrestlers. You know what I mean? If this is what we want to do, we want to become real wrestlers. And, you know what I mean? You couldn't always just go to WWF. So that's when they had, like, independence start and everything. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting around the table. It was, like, me, Dennis, Bob Starr, a guy named um, Joey Puller, uh, Brian Hurst, all sitting around thinking about a name for a federation and all. And I'm not tooting my own horn, but I it was either me or Dennis or one of us. We were thinking about, like, Mid-Atlantic. And I'm like, what about, like, Mid-Eastern? And that, that's how Mid-Eastern Wrestling Federation started with us sitting around Dennis's mom's table talking about becoming real wrestlers. Yeah, it sounds like some All real right. mafia type yeah. stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I, I hung out, you got to remember this is what I did from the time I was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. You so know is this what I mean? you I, always I, wanted to do? Oh, yeah, like absolutely. absolutely. Okay. Wrestling was like my, my passion, mm-hmm. my love. It's like I had such a passion for wrestling. So fast forward later, like 18 years old, MEWF starts with do MEWF and all, but I started, did, did the WCW thing because I jobs, started training yeah, and all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I started training and all, and I I met two guys, um, Rip Sawyer and Dave Casanova, which kind of took a liking to me and gave me a platform, you know what I mean? Taught me the basics and all, taught me how to bump, like really took a liking to me, and that, that was kind of like the old school way of getting in, you know what I mean? The old school guys would, if they liked you, They'd show you. If they didn't, they'd beat the hell out of you and just get you out the door. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, like, those two guys were kind of gave me the foundation. And, uh, like, and Dwayne was running, like, kind of like the gimmick school. You know, he was actually out in, like, a barn. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, so it really right. wasn't like a school. It was, in, it was a ring and a barn. Well, you at know least there I mean? was a ring. Yeah, yeah, it was a ring and a barn. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And those guys took a liking to me. I got started with them. You know what I mean? They taught me a lot of stuff, and then Dwayne took me up WWF. Well, what WCW first. That was my very first match. And he's like, oh, you'll be fine. So I went started from there, and then I did WWF from, like, 92 to, I think, my last match up there was, like, 99 or something. Yeah, for years you did mm-hmm. jobs up yeah. there. Oh, yeah. yeah, I worked, yeah, I worked I everybody up there from Kurt Henning. Oh, knocking stuff over. Uh, <laughs> Kurt Henning, uh, <laughs> Ellen Hart. Uh, Jim Neidhart, Smoking Guns, X Pac, uh, yeah. Kevin Ash, Scott Hall, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, pretty much everyone. Yoko, everybody. I know one guy you didn't. Who's Virgil. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never get that. You, guys you will it. never, I ever get that. I always tell you. Virgil for years. Yeah. I'm still not over it. I told you. I, I had, still alive. I right? had Mantar. <laughs> I had my Virgil. Oh, <laughs> you worked Mantar? Oh, I, I, oh my God. I'm a huge fan of Mantar. I love that gimmick. I got a concussion. Very first move of the match, I got a concussion. Really? Oh, yeah. He's supposed to pick me up and put me in the corner. But he lifted me so high, my butt was on the top top turnbuckle, and my head hit the back of the post, and I busted my head open. Oh, no, I don't remember any of the match. That was on TV. Oh, I yeah. Seen that. And I was, like, throwing drop that. kicks and all. Like, this was all in muscle memory, just from yeah. wrestling all the time and yeah. all. Yeah. It was like I had the match in my mind, even though my, like, consciousness wasn't there. I was doing, like, drop kicks and all kinds of stuff, and I don't remember any of this match. That's wow. crazy. That's that's it's real quick. That's so interesting for me to hear how the backyarders mm-hmm. got you by running an ad. I'd always that's heard funny. the stories that Maryland wrestling kind of started in the backyard. Yeah, well, but I'm like, yeah. but how did you guys all come together? Did you all go to school? Well, well, like- the funny thing too, when we used to have the backyard, we used to have the Dunnock League, and then there was a Parkville League. 
that insisted of like Adrian Hall, which is an old school guy, Axel Rodden, AJ Fritzoid, which are talking about old yeah, MEWF yeah, guys. Yeah. These are the other back. These are the Parkville guys. And they used to come to like Dundalk and do jobs for us, and we'd go to <laughs> Parkville and do jobs for <laughs> them. Right? You guys did good business. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. We always did business. You did business. Even in the backyard, backyard, we did good business. I'm just laughing at Axel rolling across from Parkville to Dundalk. <laughs> yeah. Here we go, Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, honestly, that's where I met Axel and like AJ Fritzoid and Adrian Hall and those guys. Like but you know that. what? That's backyard, but you're talking about guys that they, they were – Real wrestlers, yes, you know. Yeah. Were, so what? Because like we were, we were right, on, we were right yeah. on the verge at that age where we knew we had to step out of that backyard and move forward to professional wrestling and not just be these, like, actually put out a product. Like boys, the men. Yeah. yeah, you know. So Earl, give us, give okay, us your sorry. stuff. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> no, 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 Twenty minutes. No, no, we're good. I got you. Good. We're giving the background to the people listening. Let's see. I was. Well, a huge wrestling fan all my life. Uh, me and Johnny Desire, remember him, John Tomchuk, he's my best friend. His mom worked, uh, she was a security guard, and somebody had said, hey, you know, there's a wrestling school <laughs> around here, which turned out to be the Monster Factory. Yeah. But we were like, I'm 15 years old. I'm like, what? Wrestling school? So, like, we literally walked. I remember After you guys. school, yeah. Yeah. walked to, we were looking for it over at Dorsey Road, whatever it was, yeah. and we couldn't find it. We, and we were there for hours looking at different places. We're like, we don't think it's here. And we're all upset, and we're just walking away. And as we were heading home, I looked to the right, and I saw that iconic monster factory, you know, monster with the fist on the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, I ran to that window, was staring into it like, oh. <laughs> we must have just stood there. I stood at the ring for like an hour, like, oh, look at the ring. This is awesome. But we ended up getting a number, and at the time, I, I'm – you know, I found it a little young. This was, let's see. Yeah, you, but you guys were young. Yeah, I was. Uh, well, I was one of the trainers. When there. I found the school, <laughs> honestly, it was April of '94. So at this time, I'm 16. I'm six. I'm, no, I'm, I'm 15 years old. Yeah. I'm 16. You're 16. I'm 16. <laughs> yeah, you're 16. I started probably. anyway. I met Dave Demeglio, and uh, and talked to him and all. And I started taking bumps, but I didn't actually sign right away because I was so young. So they wanted me to wait. My birthday was in June. And that's when I think I turned 17, and then they had my mom sign the contract, and then I was officially like a student. Uh, but, yeah, that's how I got started, just finding the school. And uh, I was very lucky because uh, Nick Tarantino and Dino Casanova, you know, Nick more than anybody took – that's who trained me, Nick. And then Hack, Hack Myers and Axel Rotten. You know, Axel helped more with, like, the psychology because he would just come in and would beat everybody up there for a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But you know what, man? <laughs> but that got me over with Axel because yeah. everybody would be scared and wouldn't get in the ring with him. That's why I had so much ring time because I'm like, well, I'm just going to – I didn't care. I'm right. like, just beat me up. Did I beat you up with Axel <laughs> No, time? you never beat me up, no. Ricky Blues did one time, I remember. Yeah. But, no, you never beat me up. I, pro- I, I would have figured I would have had a lot more um, aggression. Because no, if, you, if you were 94, later. I was I was training in 91, so I was getting beat up for a couple years, years at that, at that point. point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, the funny thing, I was the wounded dog. Dan, the funny thing is, is like I would get a call on a Saturday because the school was closed on Saturday, and it'd be Earl calling me up, going, "Hey, Rich, I know you got keys to the school. Can you open the school for me and Johnny to come down and work out?" And I lived like I moved over. To where the school was, I literally lived like ten minutes from the school. I moved from like uh, North Point, like Essex area, 
when I when I got married and all, I got I moved like ten minutes from the school because that's where the school was. So so do you remember? Um, do you remember, Rich? One of my early memories of training was of you, because um, Axel and Ian, Dwayne was on the road mm-hmm. doing a lot of stuff, so he wasn't really there, and the school was just kind of there. And like me and Shamrock, um, Axel and Ian. They were just beating oh, yeah. everybody they, up. Actually, they you know. they would just show off to each other who could beat up somebody but, more. But right, right. And, Ian and was I, I didn't know any it. better. I yeah, didn't I know any. Guys I, were just, they listen, were scared I thought, of Axel, I th- but I Ian thought was the bad. business was a shoot, so I just <clears> got in and got beat up. And I remember going home and having black eyes and like my eyes swelled shut because I asked them about how do you throw one of those fake wrestling punches, and then Ian like swelled yeah. my eyes shut. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I, but I I, I like the, I just was like okay, I just. I, I didn't realize, I but but do you remember the night that I didn't realize that they were in the ring and I and and nobody else was in the ring and they didn't want anybody else in the ring, just me and Axel and Ian, and I wasn't thinking anybody. I was just like do do do, okay, get in, and they start f-ing doing the moves. But I remember this weird tension, and then you flipped out. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? I think I do. They were gonna freaking. Oh, they were gonna cut gag me. you. Yeah, they were gonna slice my head open. They were gonna gag you. Yeah, like and not tell me. During the, they were just going to start beating me up, and they and were then, taping and razors then, uh-huh, uh-huh. on the their fingers. fingers, and they were just going to Abdul yeah. the butcher me, yeah, to see how I'd react. Mm-hmm. And you flipped out, yeah. and we're like, "Dude, you're not going to cut that freaking yeah. kid's head yeah. open." I don't, I, I didn't. Yeah, I, you remember that? I didn't tolerate. Like, I, I let him go with some stuff because I was just like, I was always taught like you got to let them know that the wrestling's real. You know what I mean? You don't let outsiders know. Like, this is how. I was taught in the old school way, you don't let outsiders know about the business being a work. Yeah, you really had to earn it. And the way yeah. that you earned it back then, it wasn't, you weren't doing Mexican rolls and all that. I mean, sure, they would run you, but no, they'd get you in the ring oh, and yeah, would beat, beat you, you for real. Yeah, they'd be, beat you just to see if you'd come back. If you'd come yeah. back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. There was so never that, ever that was a choice for me. Yeah. Of, and of I, ritual, I just yeah. didn't. I remember Shamrock. Well, I was like, who's this guy? What I remember Shamrock having like Nike shoe prints on his back from Ian. Yeah, would just kick I had a, so I had a shoe print on my oh, face yeah. from Ian where he stomped my face. Yeah, like, yeah, that was routine though. How about the yeah. chops? Remember they would oh, you, yeah. you chop drill mm-hmm. and they you wouldn't yeah. stop until you were bleeding. Oh yeah, that was the only way it would stop. People would line up and just keep going chop after chop until you're till you're bleeding. Yeah, okay, you've had enough. Yeah, that was Mark the Shark with me. Yeah, yeah. I remember wow. that. it's well, so different, man. It's well, that's I don't know well, if it's better. Then we get to Nat, who came along a few years later and was one of. My first, my first students, when we opened, when MCW um, came around, we opened Bone Breakers Pro Wrestling Training Center, and at the time, me and Mark Schrader, '97, I think we opened the school. We opened, yeah. we opened MCW like a year later. That was like July '98. Yeah. So yep. you were one of one of the first yep. um, students that came in. When did you sign up? It was September '97. September '97. So yeah, so we, I guess we opened probably in the spring. You were you were in that. You were in the first, like, six months, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Me yeah. and uh, Bruiser and Tudope were the right. first three. Yeah. Oh, wow. Did you? Did you? Yeah. Did you yep. did, were you in that first class? Yeah. With, I, I knew I Bruiser didn't, and Tudope, but I didn't I know that. You came yeah, after. I was there, too. I didn't realize that. Wow. I did not realize that. Now I thought you were, like, a couple months later, but no. I started a little bit after they did, but we all finished up at the same yeah, time. Yeah, because at the time when we ran Training Center, we didn't run, we didn't, we just kind of let anybody sign up whenever, not like it is now where we have set, which right. is a much more... <laughs> Um, efficient way of running. <laughs> so yeah. much better. Yeah. Where we have organized. Like Maybe. three three Groups training sessions each yes. year, or you know, that start. So Show we just, up. anybody yeah. showed up and started. So 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. you were a bone breaker student. Right. And, you know, when I signed up, the, by that point, it was a little bit different. It was a few years later, and the business had been exposed to a certain extent. We were out there on the Internet. I was one of those fans who was on Usenet back in the 90s. Wow. Yeah, Rexport Pro Wrestling. And I remember following along and typing away. Became friends with Jeff Amder first before I even moved to Maryland. I'm the bell. Yeah, right, the bell. And so, you know, I was out there posting stuff all the time. was one of the smart marks. So I remember one of my first days at the school, Jeff Jones called me out on it, too. He said, oh, Did he he, really? he's one of those net fans. Said, oh, now I'm in for it. Uh, but, you know, when I signed up, I, I, was, I had my regular day job. I was working as an electrical engineer in a top-secret facility, locked up all day in a vault. I didn't see the sun all day. And I was sitting there a year and a half into my career going, I, this isn't enough. This isn't enough to make me happy as a person. So I was thinking, what do I do? I'd been to a few MEWF shows. I'd heard the ads for Bone Breakers. I said, I'm going to try it because what else do I like to do besides design circuits? Well, I like to be a jerk. How can I be a jerk and get paid for it? Right. I want to be like Cornette. That was the thing. I wanted to sign up and train and be like Jim Cornette. So I got down there, and, you know, I, I got beat up just as much as everybody else did down there. Right, I yeah, remember. Cause probably I, a little more. A lot of people yeah. don't understand that, that they that um, managers and referees go through the oh, same yeah. training. And valets at the time, you, you know, we called them valets. Yeah, but man, they you go, have no idea, you know, though, but that's when that got over with all of us, though. Yeah, you remember Big the back bumps, the back bumps off the top rope? Oh, yeah. But Nat, we're like this skinny guy that's here just training to be a manager, and you got the wrestlers over there crying and and quitting, belly, yeah. and, and yeah. Nat – we were like, dude, we love this guy. We yeah. never let you know it. We were like, dude, this guy's tough. He's got the passion. He really wants it. Yeah, we, we like all Matt like the, right we, we were beginning. all like this guy. This yeah, guy's not. He's going to make it. it. You know. Well, yeah. I thought we were all like at first when he first came in. Like he's not. Oh yeah. Him. So you're actually, um, and I would tell this years later, probably to this day, if you know, I, I, if I was talking to or any of the students signing up, you were the guy that actually changed my perception of judging a book by its cover um, when it came to um, training because um, I, I came from that getting the crap kicked out of you days oh, yeah. where you just physically just got beat up. So I, I had that, that, that chip on my shoulder um, of I got my ass kicked to get in the business. And uh, like so I guess made, made you judgmental. Um, in a sense, but you were actually the guy that I was like, after you just kept coming back and kept coming back and then you were only training to be a manager, but you were doing bumps off back bumps off the top rope and stuff that wrestlers wouldn't do. And I was like, man, I can't judge a book by its cover no more. Cause I never thought he would make it and I never, <laughs> but you did. So like, yeah, you were actually the guy that, that made me go, well, I'm, I'm not going to just judge anybody. Um, and there was a lot of people that followed after the years that I would have, when they first come in, I'm like, and they're not going to make it. And then they made it. And I'm like, all right. That's also, you know, after you've been around for so long, it's almost fun to see who, you know, what people turn into. There's some guys you can see. You'll see them guys like, dude, he will never make it. Yeah. You know? But then you have them guys, as you see, there's, there's money. As soon as they walk yep. through the door, yep. there's there's money. But there's also those guys that I've talked about, and I've talked about it on this podcast, um, talked about it a lot with RJ. RJ experienced it when he was training. Is those guys and girls that are money, but then they break your heart because they do quit. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, this freaking guy or this girl yeah. – 
could be a freaking millionaire. Oh, yeah. Like you're you could be on Raw. Like you got yeah. it. You got the oh, look, yeah. this and that. And then they're like, oh, this is too hard. And I'm yeah. like. Oh. Oh, what are you a, doing? They They're, just don't have, doing? They don't have the passion for it. And as a as a wrestler yeah. or a worker, you, it irritates you. Do you remember? Because there are certain things you wish you had from certain people. You're like, right. man, I Earl. wish. Oh, I, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, do you remember Aubrey Murr? Yes. Yes, big S- Aubrey. Seven-foot S- guy. Yep. Broke S- your, uh, your shoulder broke or something. Shoulder, yeah, but remember, this guy was money. Huge guy. He looked like Omos. Yeah. That, did I say his yeah. name right? The guy. Yeah, know who, we know who you're talking That's about. That's what he yeah. looked like. He yeah. really was that big. You yeah. remember him, don't you, Danny? You yeah. don't remember him? Yeah. 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 Seven and foot tall. He man. just had no passion. Yeah. Didn't he, like the bumps. Mm-mm. Right. That, I never got that. He's, you know, just for me going out there, and I remember being scared out of my mind the first time. It was three weeks into my training. Go up on the top, take a back bump off the top. What? <laughs> but that's and part it, of it. We yeah, know he had to break that either. fear. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can't have fear yeah, that, yeah, in, in the yeah. wrestling business. Oh, no, you really absolutely. can't. You'll hurt yeah. someone. That's what comes in when you get older. You're all God. Well, because really that is kind of hip. You, know? you can't go in there with fear. You just got to go all no, in or don't get in there at you, all. You think it's crazy, but then you think about it. You know, those are those times managers can get caught and slammed or body slammed off the top rope. So it's a bump, essentially, you will take as a – Sure. And I saw Tudo went right before me, got knocked out cold <laughs> it yeah. was rolled him out hey, he that had just to smell was a trigger salts. moment for me if i could take a sidebar with sure. that bump didn't you take that bump later we, on one of our shows we were we worked it into the match yeah right? we well it was part before. of the gimmick. but you really knocked yourself out on I it i did and you yes. never did it again i remember you t- didn't Cam. that cause some kind of a problem Cam. where you were like dude I, I can't go up there and do it anymore it was, like it, it really yeah. messed yeah. you up well, like i remember you lost your confidence because of it am it, i wrong it, on that do you it remember definitely that? it knocked me stupid i think i got, probably got a concussion i think i got a concussion because it was yeah. one of the matches where we had the, the belts locked up in a, in a case or something and the keys were hanging up on was the pole so i went to go oh yeah and you took a straight back but it really yeah. did a number on your confidence yeah. Remember yeah after that you were not comfortable going up on the top roof yeah that, well that i, I can up. relate after like my fifth concussion <laughs> i mean really that's i, I, oh, I yeah, can I relate know. to that losing the confidence and getting scared because i remember you know again this is before all the information this is like 2000 2001 early 2000s before all the information was out about concussions and i remember having these headaches and seeing spots for six months later. And my doctors are like, oh, it's just in your – and I'm like, no, man, there's something more to this crap. Oh, yeah. yeah. And when so, I first you know, heard about all that stuff, honestly, you were one of the guys that I thought about. Because yeah. me and you were – God, we've been together so long. Yeah. And private pain and all that. Yeah. But – I remember what, dude, you used to tell guys to bring it, man, with them chair shots oh, and so all. Dumb, yeah, oh, yeah. and I used to remember being a friend and watching on the outside, and I'd be like, come on, Danny, enough, yeah, man, I please take, stop. I, I remember I one time RJ head. said good, no. Good I remember in a match where you were like, hit me, and it was like five shots, and, the, and, our, and you were like, do it again, and RJ was like, no. Through the chair down. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like, no, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. yeah. But, I, yeah, I, dude, I, you were one of the guys I thought of because, yeah. man, yeah, I, I know you've had how many? At least seven. Seven or eight, probably. That Dude, it was almost yeah. like every the, the one that one in the early two thousands though, and that's when the doctor had said, um, that's when the, like that's when I knew, and that's when I started kind of winding down. I knew, so and something, there's something more to this. You know what I mean? And again, wait, you know, probably about five or six years before Doctor Atu, I think. Atu is, is how his name's pronounced. The, the he was the mm-hmm. the doctor that the movie Concussion was made about. Mm-hmm. The doctor oh. that discovered oh, okay. it. Yeah. Um, and uh, before he discovered it, and it, when all that happened, I was like, oh my! Like I knew because at that time, every doctor I was going to was like, 
ah, you're just you're imagining stuff. And I'm going like it's like three months later and I'm going, no, I'm seeing black spots like in the middle of the day. I'm seeing black spots like I could physically see them. And then. So, yeah, I remember your I think it was like your first or second concussion. You came back in the locker room and you were like, "Okay, when we going out? Yeah. And you were like, who are you? I know who you are, but I don't know who you are. When yeah. we when we going out to wrestle? Yeah. And it's like, damn, we just came back. Whoever has the privilege of being together with me as a partner um, when I'm probably in my 70s, I'm sure they'll be pushing me around <laughs> in a wheelchair. You know, we, I, pro- I probably got about another 20 years yeah. left, yeah. and then I got to – I guess I gotta link up with somebody. Uh, you, know, <laughs> get, you know what I mean, so that I can have someone to push me, push me around in the wheelchair, and like wipe the drool off my lips. Be like you know? that movie Memento, yeah. where you have to figure it out, everything that's written down on you. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. That's the scariest part about a concussion, yeah. though, is the wake up moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where you don't know what's going on, and then you just wake up, and you'd be like, I don't know oh, if yeah. we're sitting at Denny's. It's true. It's like a yeah. Or, like yeah wherever you're at in your life. What am I? And you're functional. Why am I here? Oh yeah, point. right. Yeah. And you start wondering, how did I get right. to here? Because yeah. you, you don't remember talk, none of driven. it, yeah. but you remember the wake up moment. So speaking of the wake up moment, shout out to my ex partner Mark Schrader, who after I got a concussion working the Rock, <laughs> and Mark Henry and D'Lo Brown in a six man, and then I was at Philadelphia Hospital for a couple hours. My wake up moment <laughs> to this day, Mark will laugh if he's watching this. We'll laugh about this. My wake-up moment was in the rest stop. <laughs> in the rest stop, coming back from Philly on 95, eating a cheeseburger from Roy Rogers. <laughs> and I was like... Were you still wearing your gimmick? Yes. <laughs> singlet, singlet, knee pads, and boots. And everybody's staring, and, like, Schrader is just, like, cracking up, eating. Oh, you know, he's, and he's loving like every minute. Three in the morning. Yeah, I'm singlet, knee pads, and boots, sitting... At the Roy Rogers rest stop, just eating a cheeseburger yeah. and be, and I remember like looking around like that wake up moment and like Schrader's like just in tears <laughs> and every, and people are just staring. It was pre cell phone day. Yeah, 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 I yeah, would have goodness. been all over social media or <laughs> oh, yeah. YouTube had it been, you know, 10 years later, yeah. but that was like pre everybody having a cell phone. That was probably like 99. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was my wake up moment. For, that Mark just walked me in, sat me down. Yeah. Instead of just getting I, something I, and bring it out to the car, he walked no, me in. No, that's I not how you do it. I remember part of the story. I remember you asking. You said you asked Mark, do you think anybody will worry about me wearing my wrestling gear? And he's like, no, you're of fine. Of course not. Yeah, yeah, you look yeah. great. Good old Schrader. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Black yeah. singlet and white yeah. boots yeah. eating a hamburger. Thank you, brother. So, all right. Well, I guess we got to take our first break. Yeah, I mean, we could just go and keep going, know, but we, we do will. have to pay the bill. We're just yeah. getting started. <laughs> all right. All right, and we're back here with the Holy Rollers, Platinum Nat, Earl the Pearl, and Ramblin' Rich. Thanks for joining us tonight. And we were talking about how you got your start, not just in MCW, but in professional wrestling. Okay, uh, well, I guess since <laughs> I'm the oldest, I'll start again. Go ahead, honey. <laughs> um, well, I, of course, went to the Monster Factory, was doing WWF, and then Axel kind of put uh, me and a guy named Jimmy Gennetti together because we kind of did, like, look like the Rockers or... <laughs> the rock and roll express or something like that so he figured baby face guys long hair rocker gimmick and so he really was the genetti of yeah. the team yeah he Literally. was the genetti of the team sorry about that <laughs> but yeah it put us together uh and we tagged probably a good 
10 years, 12 years together. Mm-hmm. Like, he's still, like, one of my best friends today. Mm-hmm. He was my, uh, my best man at my wedding. So, yeah, like, that's pretty much a tag with him for about 10 years until, like, I kind of, like, split from MC, uh, MEW after MCW. <laughs> so that's... That's like, interesting because I remember at one point, Jimmy Gennetti came back into your life. Oh, uh, yeah. For the North Point flea market shows that I remember I was saying. Yeah. Uh, oh, he became a holy roller. Yeah, we just completed the circle. We were first the headliners with oh, Bob right. Starr. With Bob Starr, we were called the headliners because Earl kind of kind of like left the business for a little bit. And I still wanted to work a little bit. And I was like, hey, Dan, can I bring Jeanette in to work a couple shows and all? We'll just we'll, we'll work with Bob Starr and all like this. And we'll do I this stuff. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of fun working baby. with Bob. You know what I mean? Yeah, and Janetti again for a little bit. And then when Earl came back and everything is when we kind of uh, kind of put, like, the Holy Rollers or the Holy Trinity together, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. And then, Earl, you uh, – when you – you you start you were just a dancing sensation, Earl the Pearl. Yeah. yeah. Well, but you also had a you also had a, a good a good partner there oh for a yeah. while when I you had first a real got started. Corporal corporal punishment. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, private, I did the Earl the Pearl. Things. The whole reason I did the dancing sensation gimmick was because obviously I don't look like a monster. But you that, know, you know oh, that man. that's when I was booking. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's when I was booking, and I remember you. You know, I would just be like, dude, just. Keep freaking dancing! Like I just thought you <laughs> yeah. looked so. Well, ridiculous. I remember you fighting for me because I remember yeah. Dennis at first didn't want to use me because you looked you were because so young. I was yeah I mean I, I looked like I was twelve years old yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I really did you know I had no body or anything you know so I looked really like a little kid and oh, Dennis was like man I and I'd be he like looks dude like a kid Earl just come here just do that dance and he dance yeah. and I, ha, 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 you know that's Dennis where private like, pain oh, came from what's that I was that's where private pain came from when you were corporal because you were like all right well. Put a mask on him then. And that's when De- <laughs> Dennis was like, all right, I'll use him under the mask. But then that's everything. when I was doing the dancing at the school and all. Just make, you know, being stupid, trying to come up with it's something. Really entertaining me. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, and then, yeah, once I did it one time, that it was it. Yeah. I, like, I got a good reaction from it. It, started, wanted to, it was supposed to be a heel thing to where people's like, dude, I hate this guy. I want to smash this little dancing idiot. Mm-hmm. But instead, it they got over like yeah. people would love they were dying laughing they thought oh, it was yeah, the it was greatest good. thing I, I knew it was good i knew it was good stuff that's why i was like dennis just trust me on yeah. this i remember just the angle that we did at mewf i'll never forget it because it was it just caught me it was the first time i was like wow where they did like a lethal lottery thing i'd like the month before i came out and i was Earl the pearl dancing around we tried to get heat with it and all and we were like okay so what we're going to keep doing just keep going out and dancing <laughs> until somebody smashes you, you know? yeah and then we did like let's do a lethal lottery thing where you know, we'll have the heel, which was Bob Starr, you know, pull a name out, whoever your partner's going to be. And, of course, let's let it be Earl and let him just dance and be irritating. But when they said, oh, here's your name, whatever, and Al Alberts was like, he started, like, laughing. He sold it. And Bob's like, what? And he's like, here's your partner. Come on out. And hit the music. And, dude, people were like, ah! It just started flipping out. I'm like, uh, I'm supposed to get heat. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, this yeah. isn't gonna work but yeah. i just went out there and said let me just act as dumb as i can act and try to i wanted to be entertaining be you know because i wasn't going to it wouldn't have been believable for me to be in there beating up anybody 
You know, that's just yeah, you I was did, just you being honest. Like you were, no, yeah, you did look like you were. No, tall. it would have been like, just like all these half these jabronis do. Everybody wants to be tough, but if you don't look tough, even if you are tough, it doesn't matter. If yeah. you don't look tough, it's not going to work. You yeah. know, that's, yeah. so that's how all that came about. Yeah. Do you remember um, one of my favorite stories too? And and believe it or not, the guy watches MCW cast every week. Um, he's grown up, but at the time he was a young boy, Charles. Oh my God, Charlie! Charlie, he watches the podcast really? every week. He's always commenting. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie, he must have been what six? <sighs> yeah, at least seven. He was a toddler. Oh, wow. And um, at the time, it was the, the 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 Bingo Bills, Bingo Bills, which is now a second hand store because I live in Middle River. Weren't so they, I, they were supposed to like mow that thing down twenty five yeah, years yeah, ago, yeah, and they yeah. never did. So Bingo Bills. And um, it was one bathroom for the fans and the wrestlers. <laughs> right. That was always cheap. So yeah. you were over as a baby face as Earl the Pearl, and I was a baby face as the Comet. But under the mask, I was corporal punishment. You were my sidekick, Private Pain. And, like, the curtain, there was a curtain was just a tarp separating yeah. the locker room from the to go out to the bathroom and yeah. it was like open a little bit I know what you're and say. little charles you remember this yeah I so do. funny we were like get that little kid dude he I came by and <laughs> saw you with a camouflage without the mask yeah. on and he went running out the door which was also the entrance door <laughs> yeah right and it was in between a match so it was quiet and he's like he was like Private pain is Earl the Pearl. <laughs> Private pain is Earl the Pearl. Was like, everybody he was screaming yeah. and Dude, it was quiet. We right? literally tried to grab tried to him, grab to him to tackle him. Tackle him. him. And I'm in the corporal punishment mask. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, get him. Well, we scared this kid so bad. We scared this kid so bad that he he ran and he was like hiding under a table. And Charles, we're not making fun of you. I know you're a grown man. You were a young kid then. <laughs> But he was hiding under because we were like, oh, my God, because his voice was so loud. And it's it was so literally the, everybody. the perfect yeah. timing where it was no music and a match. And he's going, Private Payne is Earl the Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> Private Payne is Earl the Pearl. Like the British he's are coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, it's exactly well, give it it like. <laughs> so we and I come around as corporal punishment. I'm like, I shut up, you little punk. You know what I mean? And, then and he's we, like, get him! Get him! <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we going to kill this little kid? Thank God we didn't catch him. You know, we would have shot on him. And he went across. His parents had had uh, tables in the flea market. It was on the other side. He was hiding under. Do you remember Lou Levy? Oh, Rest God. in peace, Lou oh, Levy. Wow. He Lou was Levy so hot. God, he was so hot. He's like, come here, you sons of bitches. You, you know made you know? this little boy cry. You now made him, him cry. Don't tell him it's all. Tell him it's all. And we're like, no, Lou, the Maryland Athletic (laughs) Commissioner for the people that he was an older gentleman. And we're ready to die on that hill. Like now, we're going to defend the wrestling business. Yeah, Yeah, we're just not. He was and Lou's like, Lou Levy's like, you come over here and you. He wanted us to take our masks off. Yes, you take your masks off and you apologize (laughs) to Charlie. And he's like, at first, trying to walk us through the fans. And we're like the big heels on the show. And, and I'm like, no, Lou, we're not walking through the hell. <laughs> 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 it doesn't matter. Like Lou, 700 oh, people God, there. Lou. It was like, we God, were drawing yeah. good yeah. crowds, like 700 people. And I'm like, no, Lou, like, we're not. And he's like, they come around. He's like, we're not going to walk across with the Maryland Athletic Commissioner like we're on dog leashes. Like, <laughs> yeah. the big heels. Right. Right. The big and heels. And Lou Levy was like, we finally went over and we apologized to him and he said, now tell him we wouldn't say yeah. that. We yeah, no, that's what he said. He said, now tell him it's fake. No, we're not oh, going to say it. Yeah. No. 
Well, good for you for not saying that. You know, it's all about getting started. Lou Levy scared me to death because I was lying about getting my wrestling license in my first match. Oh, Lou, yeah. I was wearing your boots. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, you know, I'm like 17 years old. I'm scared to death anyway. You know, I'm sitting yeah. there. Yeah. I'm all freaked out by everything. And he's screaming at me. He's like, what's your name? <laughs> I'm like, it's true. He's like, speak it's true, up, yeah. Sonny, speak up. And yeah. I'm like, and he's just like, where were you born? And I'm like, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, okay. I know I really was born in 77, but I'm not supposed to say that because I'm supposed to be older. I'm supposed to be 18. And now I'm like freaking myself out. <laughs> and I think even Rich was like, Lou, he was whatever, whatever, like help yeah. me out. But yeah. dude, he just freaked me out because it just was Lou. You know, yeah, right. so, was like, yeah oh, Lou was one of guy. a kind. Yeah. But at the time, I'm young, baby-faced kid. Yeah. Dude, you know, I'm yeah. no and life Everybody, Everybody's scared to death of Lou. He scared me to death, and then I got to love him. You know? yeah. Right, but, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My yeah. first yeah. experience, I'm like, who is this guy? And I'm thinking, he's the commission? Yeah. He's some, <laughs> you know, I don't want to lie to for, him. For, get, um, you know? for people that don't know, he was the Maryland Athletic. He's been talked about on, like, documentaries by, like, Mick Foley. He was the mm-hmm. commissioner forever. Yeah. He was a boxer. He was an old-school boxer. Oh, yeah, Lou Levy. Um, and just a tough old man. He always looked like he was 90 for, like, the last Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I feel But he was just a tough old-school boxer from, like, the 40s and 50s that was raspy and tough. And, um... I had it out with him so many times over the years as a promoter, screaming oh, matches. Yeah. When, when I look back at like some of the hardest moments of my life, um, I got a call when he was in the hospital from Pat Pinella. Oh, oh yeah. And um, Pat Pinella's like, hey, um, I need you to take – he called me like three or four times, and I remember it being weird because it was like at 8 o'clock at night. And I knew Lou was in the hospital, and at the time he, he really was like 90. So oh, yeah. His wife had passed. And um, and uh, he he was like, and I was like, God, Pat Pinell was calling me like it's like eight thirty at night, like five times in a row. So I, and he was like, Danny is like, I need you to, I need you to take this call. And uh, it was Lou. Yeah. And um, he was like, and I, I until that moment, I thought I hated him. Oh, Lou! Be- I thought yeah. because he, was he had just, butted heads so much because he was he so honoring. Yeah, so honoring, I mean, and I thought honoring. I hated him. And then Pat handed him the phone. And he, I could tell he was breathing heavy, and he said, um, I'm so proud of you and Dennis. He was like, I want you to know oh, how yeah. proud of you I am, and I consider you guys like sons, and please keep um, wrestling going in Maryland. Um, you know, all, I just want you guys, you guys, you and Dennis were like sons to me. And I was like, <clears throat> I remember oh, you called me after yeah, that. Yeah. You're like, dude, I, I just had like, like the oh, most heartbreaking like, conversation. Oh, yeah. Ripped my yeah. heart out. And then I and he was like, I, I gotta go. Like he was yeah. trying to oh. breathe and I was like, Lou, don't hang up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then oh, I, I said was he was like, Yeah, and I was like, I love you, Lou. Yeah. You know what I mean? Lou like, Lou was there when yeah, I started. Oh, yeah, man. And so. it was just yeah. It freaking just ripped my heart I out. I remember man. even going to the arena for house shows and seeing Lou like walking down around oh, yeah. like, on oh, the yeah. floor, you know, yeah. like with his cane, you know. As a matter of fact, was it what show, was it the WCW pay per view where it was a shoot where Lou, oh, Lou, when Lou Luger, stopped the match? And Lou was running out on pay per view. The Luger Flair match. And making them stop the match. What was it? it was the Luger Flair match. It was a pay per view. Stopped right? by the they made him stop the match because was that Lou that stopped yeah, it? Yeah, and Lou it was a shoot. It. Like they really, because yeah. you're not allowed to bleed. Yeah, to this day. And he yeah. ran down day. there yeah. on pay per view and was like, stop That everything. wasn't the finish, though, no. right? That he it's that was a shoot that the commission stopped it because of the blood? I believe so. That's what I've always been told. I'm sure. Yeah, Maryland has those old laws still on the books. 
from when you know the yeah. origins no of blood. wrestling. But, I just but, but that seeing, was Lou Lee because people that hear yeah, this, yeah. if they want to look back at that, that was yeah, that was like. That was God. What was that? Freaking Great American Bash. It's one of those. It had yeah. to be Luger in uh, yeah, world Luger title Flair, match. Yeah. Luger Flair yeah. ends there. in a DQ because of the Maryland Commission. You could Google it. I'm sure, it's on the network. Yeah. But then that, that's that's Lou. So yeah. yeah, that was the old man running out there, Lou. and you see him yelling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tell him it's fake. Lou was so funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember Tell him it's fake. Real quick, I remember Lou yelling at Mickey James because Mickey had just he was just did like a two hour autograph session. And he had a couple of these fans or whatever that he wanted to introduce. She just come in the back. I'm like, she just got in the back. And he tells she's like, I just need to get a drink. And, you know, and Lou was like, Mickey, I want you to meet somebody. And she said, okay, Lou, one second, hon. Just give me, you know, a minute. I'm not waiting for a minute. Just take a second. Like, he's just like, like yelling at Mickey. Like, yeah, oh, you will said. come meet these kids. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and, and, and she's any, such and, a nice person. And, yeah. and anybody would tell you, Lou, I remember hearing a story about how he yelled at Hulk Hogan. Because I remember, th- like, oh, yeah. Pat Pinnell, I think, told me the story was like, no. Lou doesn't discriminate. doesn't matter whether an indie guy. And I remember, like, Hulk Hogan hated him. Because he would like he would like Hogan was trying to blow him off and he's like Terry I said sign this paper oh yeah <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. and like yeah. yelling it's Terry come here and yeah, like, Hogan was like I'm Hulk Hogan I'm you can't talk to me like that well you know by the way the Great American Bash was 1988 was it 88? Yeah. I was gonna guess wow. 89 well, you know in Foley's book he says the one person who could make Lou back down was Harley Race. Oh, did he put? He's, did well, Foley put yeah. Lou over? Well, what happened was, yeah, uh, something happened where uh, oh, there was blood. Yeah, you know, and Lou went to the back to try to find them, and Harley was like, "It happened on the outside of the ring." You oh, know, no, yeah. Yeah, he said he said, about, he said yeah. it happened on the outside of the ring, and Lou was like, "Well, if it happened on the outside of the ring, it yeah. must <laughs> have happened on the outside of the ring." I think it was like Vader and I Foley. remember. I remember that story. I do, too. I do too. I do too. But when Harley said it happened yeah. on the outside of the ring, Lou was like, "Well, if you." See what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? So, yeah. you say, so it wasn't nobody crossing yeah, Harley. That guy. Yeah. Wow. So the other one to be rule with. that I remember from the time, too, was that the men and women were not supposed to put hands on each other. And the oh, reason the, I remember oh, that no. was I was the only guy in BBOW, the Beautiful Babes of Wrestling. <laughs> oh, so remember you remember the show up in Aberdeen where yes. there was the Pudding Battle Royal. I, I was the one dude with 19 women. And a ring full of, like, 50-gallon drums of chocolate pudding. I just found that VHS tape when I moved over the weekend. It exists. I just found I have it. I I, own it. I remember the commission (laughs) pulling me aside and said, you do not touch anyone. The only thing you're allowed to do is, if you're winning, you could push the last person over the top rope. (laughs) Yeah. So I just have to stand there and stare at all these women wrestling and pudding surrounding me. It was terrific. Pudding wrestling. You know, since you brought that show up, I remember watching – somebody did a – do you remember the stand? I think we talked about somebody did a special on that show. It was like a TV news special or something. But the, yes. Was, but they were saying it. Oh, this is degrading the women. Yes, and, uh, I do. Remember I remember that. watching that and laughing so hard because they just took everything so out of out of context. context. Yeah. You can tell they weren't a wrestling fan. I right. remember that it was on. Like and the a, one the match that they watched was like the that. pudding battle yes. royal. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. So this is where we could go down a whole rabbit. <laughs> 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 talking about like the way that the world is now, where like I don't under like cancel call. Like I don't think cancel culture and all this BS, like all this stuff with you know, political correctness should be at all associated with professional wrestling. 
Because well, professional wrestling is a mockery of itself. Right. Right. We're all mocking. So this is like yeah. you talking about that. We could, I mean, I could open up a whole can of Yeah. Wrestling. Yeah. We let that no, one we go don't, But right now. you see what I'm saying? Like <laughs> professional right. wrestling, right. I feel, is the one thing that should be exempt from that because what I don't think, it's like that whole Jeff Jarrett say it. If you don't understand pro wrestling, don't talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. you should be on the outside because if you're commenting and, oh, this is the great this well you don't understand what wrestling is yeah. like because which is why really i found it so it. funny because you're so wrong right, right. it's yeah. ridiculous yeah because yeah. it's so unique it's such a unique art form right yeah and entertainment that if you don't get it just don't comment on it or, right you know and that's my opinion no, I agree. like i've it. had people over the years say to me you're such a like a you're a feminist like how do you do this how do you have a pudding battle royal and i'm like it's not that it's entertainment. It's something different. And, you know, like it, it's not real life. Like yeah. I'm playing a character. Yes, I'm using my it, real it was name. A different I'm time playing a character. Right. And I never well, had even any more trouble so reconciling now, the know, two. Yeah. It, it really all goes yeah. back yeah. to it really all goes back to if you don't get it, you probably should just like you got to understand yeah. wrestling and what it is. Mm-hmm. To even kind of have a comment well, on it, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean? like, you'll never be able to explain it to you. Him. Can't no. explain you it. Never and will, I would so. try. I would try to explain it. Well, no, we degrade? all have different yeah. people over the years, and, and like, well, you just it, learn to just. Isn't that degrading whatever. to women? No, it's not. I'm a, a, a strong, independent woman who allows, you know, who is willingly doing these things. Like, if anything, right, you're in full like, control of what's going right, on. Right. If anything, it's the epitome of being a feminist. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I am in control of it. And very you have much to pay so. attention to the stories that are told yeah. where the procrastinator or the heel mm-hmm. usually ends up with egg on the face that makes the people. That's always I the part it. that's so left like, out. That's you know, again, you have to understand what it is. Is that year long program or you know? get out or right. s- no stop trying to cancel this person on Twitter like you don't you don't you're jumping into something you really yeah. don't understand right. and that's just my opinion yeah and I, I that's where I think Boy, we jump wrestling is hard. <laughs> 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 so we're gonna pause Thanks, for a Nat. second <laughs> we gotta we're gonna take a minute and take a break and then when we come back we're gonna get back into a, uh, some other topics and everything we we're talking about so stay with us we'll be right back. Right. Too. We are back kick- with the candy? Holy Rollers, including <laughs> Platinum Nat here. And Nat, I want to start with you. And um, uh, on a personal level, I uh, was very inspired by your role as a manager over the years. And when I was an active wrestler and had to take time off after I broke my neck, um, I really looked to you for inspiration and saw how much fun you were having. And I really had this choice of, do I leave wrestling? Because I had a broken neck. I mean, the the doctors were like, yeah, (laughs) the doctors were like, you should never wrestle again. And in my head, I was like, no, no, I don't want, I don't believe that. And you really just showed, because when I started, Everybody's, oh, do you want to be a valet? Absolutely not. I want to be a wrestler. And you really paved the way for me to see that being a manager was just as important as being a wrestler. And so I wanted to say thank you for that. But hear more about, you know, this role of you as a manager and tell us a little bit about who else you've managed. Sure. Thank you. And, you know, honestly, that's all I ever wanted to do. Um, Like I said, Cornette was an inspiration for me. So I think back to being a fan and one of those angles that got me and got me to be a permanent fan of wrestling was when uh, Dusty and Magnum were the James boys and they tried to hang Cornette off the back of a pickup truck. 
They put the, it came out to the ring, put a noose around his neck, and dragged him out, and the fans were going crazy. They wanted to see him die. I said, I want that reaction. That's what I want to do as a manager. So, you know, when I came up with Platinum Nat was the name, I didn't know what the gimmick was going to be. I just knew I wanted to be Platinum Nat. It sounded cool. Mm-hmm. And so I went and talked to Dan, talked to Mark. I know I want a silver suit. They put me in touch with Adrian Street, who was designing costumes at the time. And uh, I, I brought the silver suit down, put it on, on at the school. And I think it was you said to me, you ever seen that movie Leap of Faith with Steve Martin? That's your yeah. gimmick. Yeah. That's your gimmick. You're going to be a, an evil preacher. Uh, okay, sure. And I just went with it. It was not necessarily what I wanted to do. But one of the things we talk about with the students here at MCW all the time is get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. And for me, it was, okay, I'm going to be a preacher. Sure, I'm going to do the best job I can with that. And so, you know, coming out, finishing the school, the very first match that I got put into was with Earl as the ref. Uh, During the storyline in MEWF, Johnny Desire had stolen the Earl of Pearl gimmick from Earl. (laughs) That was (laughs) such a great That was such a it sounds people, ridiculous. Sounds I know ridiculous. it sounds it really does, but that, it really it was, was hot over. though, man. It sounds dumb. He to copyrighted say, but it, it, right? Yeah. He copyrighted Tom bought it. Yeah, it's Cassati, Cassati, yeah. Cassati bought the rights to it. Cassati bought the rights to it, and he became Earl the Pearl. <laughs> right, he yeah. gave it to John. And you were just what? Tr- I was nobody. Yeah, I was just Earl. Earl Hart. And I wore a black shirt and black pants. Just yeah, 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 yeah. So I was a ref because I got kicked. Whatever, we did something, but I ended up being a ref. That was so good. That was yeah. That was a good idea. Idea yeah, that I that, came up with. That was the, the very end of the feud <laughs> when I came in. And I was managing Johnny Desire in his final match as Earl the Pearl. You were the ref against, uh, and it was against Lucifer. And after the match, there was some gaga, and it ended up being Johnny against you to get the, the gimmick back. Right. And that's how it went from there. Yeah, and I'm, That actually ended up being Johnny's last match. He never, because after that, we had the MEWF, MCW, Fallout, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And Johnny never, never he was a part of it, again. but he never got, you know, he did a couple battle royals or something since then. But after that, he's like, ah, he didn't really want to be a wrestler anymore. He was just wanted to be a fan. Right. I think I managed him maybe once or twice because the first official Bonebreaker show, it was Johnny Desire against Bruiser with, with me and Johnny Desire. One corner. swing of this mighty arm. RJ loved that. He yeah. laughed so hard. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, it, I bounced around a lot. And there, were, there were all these different tag teams that got formed. I, I really had a great time. I think the very first MCW show it was uh, me with the bald and the beautiful, Jimmy Cicero and Julio De Niro, I think he was calling himself yeah. at the time. Uh, and that went really well for a while. We had um, Backseat, Quinn Nash, and Joey Matthews for oh, a little yeah. Hard Rock. Yeah, hard Rock kid, Joey That's right. Matthews. That's right. Yeah. yeah, so just bounced around. And, uh, and I just, how do we bring you guys together? Refresh our memories. You guys are probably remember more than me. You know, going back to the, the Holy Rollers thing, I just I had been bouncing around a little bit. I think at one point the, there was a gimmick where I ended up as the light heavyweight champion, uh, and I was either managing you were you were managing me at the time, yeah. just Rich. You were you're just, just managing me. He managed me, Quinn Nash, because I was uh, like right before we got together, me and Earl got together. It was uh. The Shamrock Cup is the very first Shamrock Cup. It was uh, me and Christian. At the Teamsters Hall. Me and, me and Christian in the finals of the Shamrock Cup. And the, uh, the gimmick kind of was, was that Earl was upset that he wasn't put in the Shamrock Cup because Shamrock was his best friend. Right, and, and I just finished why, up with Stevie. Yeah, he just finished up his program we, with Stevie we Richards. Tagged, yeah, right. and it was Dan. I remember how we came together. You were asking. We remember because I remember you saying, look. We're going to turn you heel, 
after your deal with Stevie, and you're going to be upset about you know the stuff with Shamrock, whatever. That's going to be your trigger. And uh, he said, I think you you and Rich would be really good together. I think you'll complement each other. Yeah. And I remember being cool because me and Rich would hang out oh, every yeah. day anyway. We, like we, I'm calling we, him in the school. Like we yeah. got, we were friends. We've been friends. So we were like, since he was young. that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, you know. And then since you were the manager of Rich, mm-hmm. that's how we all got together. But yeah. I remember we couldn't come up with a yeah, name. Yeah, we, we, were, we were trying we forever to come up with a could name. could not come up with a tag name for nothing. Because no. I was still <laughs> doing the dancing thing, and Rich was like the high flyer. Like, we're not. There's nothing that's like we're the same. Right. Yeah. And once again, it's Corporal. Did yeah. it without even knowing he was doing it. We had like an award show. And me and Rich got like tag team yeah. of the year. Nat won manager of the year. And we got together to take a picture. And just... To put it out there, you put, look at the holy the rollers. Roll. Yeah. And we saw it and was like, that's it. There's our name. <laughs> There's our right, name. And you didn't even remember that, did you? It was, was Dan. The seven concussions, yeah. brother. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. We were like, dude, that's that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. The holy rollers. Always with the Bible in my hand. And yeah, yeah that, mm-hmm. that, I had to learn that part the hard way. Well, uh, when I had the Bible, because I remember there's an early show and um, we were against Devin Storm. Uh, for whatever reason, and yeah. I hit him with the book, and I just didn't do it very hard. And there was a line of guys in the locker room waiting for me when I got backstage. Oh, yeah, you, that's how hard you're going to hit? Come here. And Tommy Rich was the first one. Bam! Aye, as baby. hard as he could. Right got any wild turkey. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I hit him with the book. Was that at the first MCW show at, at the Patapsco Arena? I think so, yeah. yeah. And there was wow. just a line of guys waiting to hit me with the oh, book yeah. to show me. That's how you do it. Oh, didn't yeah. hurt, did it? It wasn't that bad, was it? No, that was fine. That goes back to what, Dave, like earlier, I said with Danny getting hit with them chairs, back in, for better or for worse, back, our mentality back in them days was bring it. Oh, yeah. If you're going to hit me with anything, absolutely. You hit better, me as hard you, if, as you can. If, if so you make it dumb. look weak, so dumb. So dumb. I'm going to yeah. hurt you bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like right. don't don't right. embarrass me in this ring as hard as you can, and I'll hit you as hard as I can, yeah. and, and it'll be so. Well, fun. you have, know, and we'll both have CTE. <laughs> yeah. you know? Now well, we're over here slobbering. Well, I've always yeah. I've so, always been a fam- uh, firm believer in this business too, that you have to have a little toughness to you. You can't well, be yeah. a baby. You can't be weak. You have to be mentally and physically tough to be in this business. Not just physically. But mentally tough because this this business will I've seen it rip guys apart, like destroy destroy you mentally. Yeah. It really yeah. will. So, yeah, man. The the most scared I ever was in the ring was was against you. <laughs> it was one of these high school shows, and I, I'd heard all these stories about you taking the chair shots. And for whatever reason, that high school had no metal chairs. So you come in with this solid oak chair <laughs> up above <laughs> your head and just man, protect yourself. Oh, crap. I just barely got my hand up. And, and just Did I really? What an solid oak. You had a solid oak chair. Dude, yeah. You would grab anything. Yeah. You really would. Yeah. Scared yeah. the but hell out time. of me. But I, likewise, I would take it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. I'm just oh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't ask somebody to take yeah, something I that take. I wouldn't take myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would take no, it. No, most I, of the time you were on the receiving end. Yeah. Really. <laughs> um, I mean, you were all about it. That's why I said I, I, you were the first person I thought of with them concussions. You know what? One of my co- other concussions, I know you guys love this story. It's why it just, it, I just thought of it. Um, one of the other. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember I Believe I Can Fly? Well, Michael's 8th Avenue. Tom Brandy, the dive, and my feet got caught. Oh, oh yeah. You did the I was wrestling. Tom, I was wrestling Tom Brandy. Oh my god! Yeah. 
remember. And we had a heated feud, and and it was at Michael's Eighth Avenue, and and Casati um, was there, and uh, I just it was going, man. Momentum was going, and the people were there, and I clotheslined him over the top rope, and he went to the floor, and I looked and freaking hit the ropes. Yeah, you didn't get for run and dive between the second and third. Perfect. Except my feet were bent, <laughs> and they caught the, the second rope. <laughs> Straight down on his hit, head. Hit my head on the metal bar, Ooh. that middle metal bar on that ring. Oh, my God. You know what yeah. I mean? Knocked myself out. I'm sure. Uh, you know what I mean? So, and Top Randy's sitting there like, I think he hit the, oh, my God, Danny, are you okay? I don't remember. I was knocked out. But I do, yeah, I dove, and I was like, the people were there. I could hear them. Like, as a through, I was like, Boom, it was a perfect dive through the middle until my feet <laughs> caught the second <laughs> rope and hooked me. And I freaking, you oh remember that? Yeah, remember I, that? Do we now. Were, I do now. We would sit down the school freaking like drunk, laughing, Dying like, watching that, and we'd put it to, I believe I can fly. You know what I mean? You know, the, yeah, since you brought yeah. it up, I'm, I'm going to say it. I can't help it. It's one of the funniest moments that, with you two. The Terry Funk. Ah, oh, I know you were going to go and there. Terry came down. Go and go came, <laughs> it was like a six-man or a tag, or you were teaming with I him. I teamed with Terry Funk. And uh, well, anyway, they did the match, and at the end, everybody <laughs> celebrating. And I remember Axel being down there, too. You and know? it was like And Terry's running too. everybody, like hugging them and all. And he turns to Danny, and you see Danny's face light up, his eyes light up, he smiles. <laughs> he opens his arms for the biggest hug, and Terry looks at him and just turns around. And then remember, I just tried to play it off. Yeah, you were like, yeah, 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 just pat on the shoulder. It was so funny. I was like, oh. We laughed about that for years. Oh, man. We're still laughing about it. We laughed about that for years. Anyway, that was great. All right, now, all right, Nat, where are you at, Where did we leave off? We keep at, cutting yeah. up that when he first got started. I guess we're talking about us getting you together, guys, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's right. Thank you, Earl. Right, but you mentioned the the award ceremonies, and yeah. there were two years in a row I was the manager of the year, and then the third year is when we did the gimmick with candy. Oh yeah, that was terrific. You know, so we, we much had fun. The, the cake. Would, the, yeah, oh, we had that old so school. Yeah, had to bring out the cake. cake, and you know, congratulations, platinum, and I'm out there accepting the award third year in a row, and they announced candy. And I, I just start laying into her. What a harlot! All the Bible stuff that yeah. I would quote. And, and at one point, down goes my face in the cake, yeah. and I come up, and it's you know I want you in a match, no matter what. And I start just spouting off barbed wire. Get a bat, you know we're going to be in a steel cage. This, that, and the other. And she goes in drag. We're doing an evening gown match. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't sign up for that. And I think it was Jack Adonis who said, "Yeah, no, you just signed up for whatever you just said. You said you would have any match." <laughs> And so that was one of those Fort Meade shows. I remember oh, yeah. this. And yeah. I remember working with you and with Colleen. You know, mm-hmm. She had this bridesmaid dress that fit on me, and I yeah. got the knee highs. Oh, wow. But I wish for, I was there for that. Preparing oh. for this show was yeah. about the most fun I'd ever had. Uh, the Fort know, Meade shows were dangerous. Yeah. Just for a simple reason, it was that there was no commission. Right. They weren't covered no by the Fort Meade. And for for a bunch of young guys yeah, at the time, yeah. for us who – you can't do nothing in Maryland at all, but on Fort Meade, it was different. So you could do, I remember you had a hardcore thumbtacks, tables, yeah. barbed wire. Everybody's Sorry. bleeding. I remember, I remember that. Pat Pinello going, is that, an, is that animal blood? Remember when you see that color? <laughs> yeah. I you're like, yeah, I, I, I grabbed a rat and swore. I remember I looked out through the curtain. 
and you're behind RJ, and he was down on his knees, and you've got the barbed wire, and you're lifting it up, and I see like his whole head, and I was like, oh, I'm done. I'm not watching anything. Like, yeah, that was, yeah, but we had a lot of freedom. Yeah. Oh, they, had oh, shows. Yeah. So they were, they were, they were. And for fun, me, we could do guy versus girl. Yes. You could have yeah, blood. We did, I did. We I did were, mixed we were allowed there. to do mixed we tags and all. Me now, yeah. would that be one of the places that we could explore um, going to? Once 9/11 happened, that shut that down. That changed a lot. Yeah. Because I remember, I remember 9/11 saved me and Rich's life. And nobody <laughs> knows this but me and Rich. But remember, we were going to work York and Matthew. Oh, this yeah. is terrible to say. 9/11 we doing, it life. was a cage. It was, it was like supposed to be a cage match. We were going to do a cage match. But, games, right? Um, yeah, sort of. Yeah, with all of us. But we the finish that we wanted to do, me and Joey used to do uh, Russian leg sweep off the top rope together all the time. Well, we yeah. wanted to stack the tables up two or three high. And stand on top of the cage, uh-huh. and both of us go oh, together on wow. tables. Yeah. That would have uh, been spectacular. Well, and Christian were going to come after that. We had some elaborate. Oh yeah, setup, it was some kind of crazy. But we already knew, dude. We're doing this. Yeah, so like, we this, like is, this is gonna this be, is going to be the end of this. This feud. is dangerous. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna do something crazy. But we were gonna get color. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, and you know yards. what I we always remember about up. that show that didn't happen was how. Basically, so ingrained in wrestling we all were, and how much we lived it. Oh, God. like I was so dumb to the rest of the world, and like any, it, it, I was, we were, I was in my wrestling bubble. Yeah, because oh, me man. and Mark were, me and Mark Schrader were calling Fort Meade. This is days after nine eleven, biggest terrorist attack on the history of the country, and we're saying, well. We we won't be all right to do a show by Saturday. <laughs> we got nine hundred tickets sold. Just so yeah. stuck, and right? I'm telling them. I remember telling the guy at Fort Meade, the guy was in that like that that the, and he's like the entire base, blah blah blah. It's all and I'm like, but there's a war games. Main event, we've yeah. been building up yeah. for <laughs> seven like months. Like yeah. you're rationalizing with them. Rationalizing right. and totally oblivious. You can only imagine to what this guy was thinking. Yeah. What, oh, what, what, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this guy you crazy. can't cancel this show <laughs> Damn. because of a terrorist attack where 3,000 people died? Yeah. There's the people. We got to get this war games in, The brother. people want to see this war games. Yeah. Yeah. We've been building it for a year, yeah. and there's 800 tickets sold. I was seriously. I remember that show. Yeah, yeah. I was seriously furious. Meanwhile, <laughs> and oblivious to the the depth, right? Yeah, of what was actually happening in the world. I just was like, "There's no way this show isn't happening." We've been booking this thing for a year. Yeah, I planned- and we can't do it anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I planned yeah. my wedding right. around that show. We were supposed to get married. We got married two weeks after 9-11. And I, they, at the time, they were telling me I might not even be able to have the wedding. There might not be flowers. There might not be catering. But we specifically did it a week after because of that show. And then that didn't yeah. happen yeah. either. It's amazing. Yeah. Move your whole life around for a wrestling <laughs> show. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, yeah. An independent wrestling show. Well, we lived. It isn't, you know, like you're. It was getting, a but, but we lived at that but, Hey, brother, I, I was in the main. I'm not hearing hey, you. How, how many times did we wake up at that school? We didn't leave that school till the sun came up. Yeah. Everybody like, stayed at that school. Everybody, everybody should have paid rent. Like, I remember everybody on that couch at yeah. Breakers. Oh, uh, that everybody nasty stayed. old we, we, lived, we, 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 we were like a Mansion cult. 
Yeah. We were yeah. like a Manson cult that oh, hung yeah. out at if the school. If you don't believe it, listen to Lita's Hall of Fame speech when she got inducted. Yeah. She talks right. about yeah. sleeping yeah. on the couch at the That's school. That's one thing I remember yeah. back. And then it really, I loved it back then, all of us, because we really were like that. We were like the mafia like back oh, then. Yeah. And it was like, it wasn't just wrestling. We hung out every mm-hmm. day. All of us together, yeah. and yeah. it didn't matter what we were going. We were if it's like, hey man, I want to check out this movie. We're like, okay, you got twenty five people rolling yeah. up mm-hmm. in the movie theater, just anything, weddings. Uh, we we'd bum rush at Denny's, a yeah. wedding. Oh, God, we were Denny. all together. Oh, we went. Yes. Well, we'd go to Kelly Bell's wedding, and oh, then God, went to a wrestling yeah. show right after the wedding. Remember right. that? I remember oh, yeah. that. But see, but I we were always thing. together. It was I, one big it was traveling like 20 of gypsies, us. man. It really was. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we've kind of, I think, generationally lost. And I think a lot of that camaraderie comes with the hard times and the toughening up of oh, yeah. one another that we witnessed and we all saw. I mean, it even happened to me well, as yeah. an announcer when, you know, Danny, you were like, you know, they kind of hate you. So you're going to have to learn how to do this stuff, you know? And yeah. even I that, had to go through there. And that's well, how the business used to yeah. be. Everybody, yeah, but like the money called brothers and all. It really was. Right. Guys, back in the day, that's how you really learned yeah. psychology and stuff like that mm-hmm. was by hanging out with the guys or traveling in the cars, yeah. whatever, spending time with them, and then breaking the business down mentally for oh, yeah. you to learn. How many, how many that's what I think is a lot of missing. I mean, it's so different now anyway, but no more mentors. We don't have any right. mentors right. anymore. Right, yeah. And, and it just, I don't know. I feel like the way wrestling is now, we were the policemen of our business. Mm-hmm. The boys always policed the business. You can go all the way back to the 40s and 50s. That's why it was so hard to get in because the boys were all one, and you were not getting into our business because you weren't going to threaten our money. I mean, it was all right. about selling right. tickets. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all yeah. changed now, but it was about you know people believing it, selling tickets to that big fight, and if you let just one outsider in and – it's going to ruin the whole thing. It used to be up. so hard to get into. But anyway, we stopped That's why we almost business. killed you, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why things have felt right. The pain is Earl the Pearl. Everybody yeah. cashed in. <laughs> and now and the way. And, and, and it's all over. You know, right. it's just we stopped policing our business and let everybody in. Yeah. Yeah, and now the way people get over is going into business for themselves, and they're self-promoting. And oh, they have because they, they, they can't like get booked. We were talking about that show. too. That's yeah. another yeah. problem on the way down the car ride here. Yeah. Is you know instead of admit guys, instead of guys going, look, you know, I need to work harder at this. I need to do better at this. They now they're like, nope. If you won't book me or I can't get in, I'll just go buy a ring and run my own show. Yeah. Nobody's policing it, yeah. and they tried to do that years ago. You hear stories, but what would happen? The boys in that territory. Would show up to the show yeah. and whip some ass. Right, they're Shut like, you down. ain't running in our town. You don't belong in this business. Mm-hmm. And they would t- they would police the business. Now it's just it is what it is at this point, you know. But we that's we that's my feeling. Where there's no mentors, we stop policing the business, <clears throat> and everybody's cashed in. It's like that scene in Cocoon where everybody jumps in the water and sucks the life out of a little alien. That's what people have done with the wrestling, in my opinion. Yeah. They all decide to cash in real quick. Oh, yeah, it's all fake, whatever. It's mm-hmm. scripted. We're all friends, blah, 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 blah. And now we've done sucked the life out of it. And now we're left with theater. Yeah. That's what I think wrestling is now. It's like medieval times of what it used to be. You know, they're sure. out there swinging cardboard, you know, swords. And that's just the way I look at it. It's a parody of what well, it used to be. Yeah. Very, very cool. Somebody that takes care of the weapons, they're not cardboard swords. Okay, brother? <laughs> <laughs> you know, with the, with the whole global gimmick thing going on, we've seen the, the increased popularity out of necessity, probably, for um, cinematic matches. And that's I where mean, I'm torn. Yeah. I hate cinematic matches. I understand because of COVID, and mm-hmm. I appreciate the fact that they're still trying to put out stuff for the mm-hmm. wrestling fan to enjoy. But it still could be different because yeah. like, I always go, always go back to the Jerry Lawler, 
you know, uh, Terry Funk. Terry Funk yeah. actually empty your I just watched that and the other day. I don't day. know. It's just something about, I don't know. It, 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 it's something that's just changed. Like, right. I, I think AEW is easy to watch. Mm-hmm. I think there's an X factor about that show, even though we can all break it down and whatever booking, yeah. whatever you want yeah. to call it. But there's something that makes you want to watch that show. And for me right now, WWE and SmackDown is not does not. I don't want to watch the show at all. It's very boring to me. I agree with you, Earl. And, uh, I you agree know, with we you. We have no grit. You know, there's no grit. Everything's right. so clean. And all I was going to say you're you're very reminiscent of it's very Cornette esque. A lot of oh, the gosh. opinions. Uh, well, I mean, you're not cuckoo, you know, because sometimes <laughs> he goes all the way God off, damn. you know, but. You know, it's very, very Cornette-esque, you know, the old it's school. It's that, I mean, I'm sure that's how Danny feels. Any old, yeah. you talk to oh, any yeah. old school yeah. person. And it. I mourned the loss of the wrestling business. I really did. It took me years to finally go, look, man, let it go. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. there's always been that so, gray area. Well, it's fun. really interesting now to see it, though, as a parent, watching it through the eyes of my mm. kids. You know, and, and they get really excited about different things than I do. So, you know, my kids especially, they want to see NXT. That's the oh, and you have to sit yeah. down and watch NXT every week. Don't care about SmackDown or Raw that much, but damn, they want to see NXT. Um, I don't know how your kids are about it, but so yeah, when they first really, I mean, they obviously they'd been around it since birth. I mean, I would literally come with my baby <laughs> strapped in a carrier, and I no. would set him down in the back of the flea market on a rug and be like, "Mom, you'll be back." Bring in him to six the ring like minutes. Jake Roberts with the yeah, yeah. Like, right? I mean, so my in kids have grown up around it, but what they used to watch when they were little, when they would choose to watch it, they watched Impact and Ring of Honor. They did not have any interest in WWE. I mean, they would watch like I, I remember had all the. Um, WrestleManias on VHS, no less. And um, they would watch those. But th- for their choices, they were picking Impact and Ring of Honor. They were not picking WWE programming at all. It's yeah. interesting. You know, when you when you talk about AEW and NXT, those shows definitely have a different look to them, which also yeah. gives a different mm-hmm. feel. Yeah. Uh, WWE, is, it's been the same thing. I'm a, I'm a big NXT fan, and I watch, like, the NXT from UK, which I think is an excellent show. If you ever watch the NXT from UK, that's what I, I never yeah. really got They're into. They're more wrestling based though. Yes, in the UK. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's, that's why I, sure, yeah. I I just I love the transitions. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm right. I I like when guys have real like good transitions from one move to another. Right, a little bit legitimacy. Yeah. I mean, we all know what it is, but I just think they're they're yeah. important foundation bricks to a match to start. You know. You got to start with your foundation and build up. You yeah. know, you don't have to die on that hill and just chain wrestle the whole match. But no. it's a very important part of but telling a it, physical story. You know, yeah, it's, it's it, all different. I guess it makes me feel like it's more of like a physical contest. Sure, it's than, more believable. Than, than, that's than one a thing show that's going. I think people don't believe anything anymore. I guess there's no emotion. Where I'm kind of like torn between old school and I know about entertainment. Of what our mm-hmm. business has become because that's exactly where our businesses went from a dirty old arena into like an entertainment show where I've always said if you don't like the trapeze artist, you'll like the strong man, you'll like the strong man, you'll like the guy that rides the motorcycle, you know what I mean? So yeah. there's a little bit of everything mm-hmm. for everybody right. in the business. And I think it's changed too with uh, – it's what it's like to me is more of like we've passed down all the bad stuff. Like the good stuff that made pro wrestling what it was, you know, the emotional attachment and all that. It's oh, yeah. just gone. But we've kept 
well, the that's, entertainment stuff, all of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it well, used to be like 5% entertainment. Now we're like 95% inter- entertainment yeah. and 5% mm-hmm. realism or Well, you whatever. know what it was? They got the F they out. They took away. Yeah, they <laughs> 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 Remember, we all lived through that when they got the F out. So we're left with like the scrapple. Yeah, but. You know, or the hot dogs <laughs> yeah. of, of the yeah. meat business. You know what I, I mean? And that's what wrestling is. But I'll always love it. It's it's it, yeah. I, it's in my blood. I'm a wrestler, for better or for worse. Yeah. but. Well, it's it's, it's kind of. So I think much. it should be treated kind of like a magic show, where I don't want to say like, you know, it's a work, but you don't want to see how it's done, but you don't want to know how it's done. Right. Yeah. And you know COVID, I, mean? I think, really put that in fast forward because you know we lost everything, so we're like, okay, we're really going to go entertainment. Yeah. Because Russell's yeah. Russ Russ built on emotion. Yeah. The cinematic match, like the one with Undertaker, I thought was great. That, that's but, the one yeah, I've been recommending to you, Dan. Dan yeah. didn't even watch media. Well, because I, I, I couldn't, and, and that's what you talk to. So, like, my mind, and I've been a promoter 25 years. Yeah. I feel like I've always been able to come up with ideas and been pretty creative. <clears throat> um, and it kind of just, like, flowed. But, like, when COVID hit and all that, I remember, like, I just got brain freeze and was like, I don't even know how I would do wrestling right now, but – you know, because right away, immediately, it went to, like, empty arenas, right? Oh, yeah. And, and I was like, I don't even know how I would do wrestling now, but I know I can't watch this. And I feel like for a couple months, my brain just froze. And since the school was closed down, oh. the birthday mm-hmm. parties were closed down, shows were closed down, I kind of almost went into a coma just to kind of oh, I call like it. a cocoon, like mm-hmm. just to get away from wrestling because I'm like, I can't process this yeah. because no matter what we say about the fans, the fans really are part well, of the show. I really yeah. think in a way, even though I know it's I'm not talking about WWF or whatever, the big companies here, it's all television contracts and all that yeah. stuff. But in a way, the people are the most important part to a show. They really yeah. are. Oh. Um, because if you're going to go out there, let's say we're going to call it in the ring old school. We're just going to go out there and feel, you know, feel the crowd right. out. Yeah. What works in Baltimore is not going to work in Tennessee and, mm-hmm. and or California or so forth. Different <clears throat> styles. How can you feel if there's nobody there? But here's the irony you know? of that. <clears throat> Here's the irony real quick, because then we got to get filled in by yeah. Phil. Oh, yeah. yeah he's but gonna, but yeah, real quick, the, the irony is, and I, I thought a lot about this, the irony is for years, right, and the veterans and all, they don't. what would they always say? Like, don't let the people dictate what you do out there. The people aren't the show. You're the right. show. You, yep. you run the show. You know, you run the show. And then COVID happens and the people are gone, and it's like, Almost like a realization, like we need them. Whoa, yeah, mm-hmm. we oh, need yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. but I, that's are, also you see what I'm But saying? that's like a training thing to say to get the right. guy thinking in that. You know, it's not necessarily right. hey, yeah. right. It's just to get them on that right mode of, you know, psychology and mm-hmm. thinking about what yeah. you're doing. Right. And, but yeah, the people, the hills and the valleys that you got to have. In Absolutely, yeah. can't mm-hmm. have peaks without hills and valleys, baby. I could have said it better myself. Well, listen, it's that time to go to get filled in by Phil. But after that, we'll be we'll be back to wrap it up with the Holy Rollers and Platinum Nat. Let's take it to the Indie Roundup. Hey, everybody. My name is Phil Stamper. It's time for another independent wrestling roundup. So excited to be with you. I'm I'm tired. I'm still recovering from. Mania week, y'all. Tired. But it's okay. Lots of action. Let's go ahead and share what's going on with IWTV. Of course, a lot of the things that happened during WrestleMania week last week, you can now see during, uh, excuse me, on IWTV.live. This week, already out. 
brand new episode of New South Action Clash and a new event from Absolute Intense Wrestling on Wednesday. A brand new episode of Limitless Wrestling's The Road and Paradigm Pro Wrestling's UWFI Contender Series. Then on Friday, a full event from Limitless Wrestling and on Saturday, uh, an event from H2O Wrestling. Then over on Fight TV, already out this week, a new episode from Ring of Honor. And on Tuesday, a full event from Rocky Mountain Pro. On Wednesday, episodes from WrestleBration and an event from Catalyst Wrestling. And then on Thursday, events from Devotion Championship Wrestling and Atomic Revolutionary Wrestling. Um, tonight um, is Ohio Valley Wrestling in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, then on Thursday, you can see action in Georgia with WWA4, in Rhode Island with Extreme Wrestling Alliance, out of Tennessee with 127 Pro Wrestling, and out of Utah with Devotion Championship Wrestling. Um, then on Friday, out of Alabama, we have Pro South Wrestling out of Florida, Atomic Revolutionary Wrestling out of Illinois, Chicago Style Wrestling out of Indiana, EHF out of Kentucky, Kentucky Elite Pro Wrestling out of Maine, Limitless Wrestling out of Massachusetts, Chaotic Wrestling out of Michigan, Horror Slam and New Breed Res Pro Wrestling. Out of New Jersey, Monster Factory Pro Wrestling. Out of Ohio, Future Great Wrestling. Out of Oklahoma, Wrestling for a Cause. And out of Tennessee, Resolute Wrestling and Southern Wrestling Federation. And out of Texas, Knucklehead Championship Wrestling and Texoma Pro. Then on Saturday the 17th, out of Alabama, New South Pro Wrestling and Revolt Pro Wrestling. Out of Arizona, Arizona Wrestling Federation. Out of Arkansas, Revolutionary Wrestling Entertainment. Out of California, Fist Combat out of Connecticut, Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling. Out of Delaware, 1CW Pro Wrestling. Out of Florida, Destiny Combat Championship Wrestling and World Extreme Wrestling. Out of Georgia, KLT Promotions, Renegade Championship Wrestling and Viral Pro Wrestling. Out of Illinois, Chicagoland and Guerreros Azteca Wrestling Lucha Libre. Boom, all coming together for an event. Um, out of Indiana, Paradigm Pro and Showcase of Champions. Out of Michigan, Experience Pro Wrestling and Pro Wrestling Havoc, as well as Ultimate Championship Wrestling and UWE Pro Wrestling. Out of Mississippi, Battlezone Championship Wrestling. Out of Missouri, ICWF Pro Wrestling Entertainment and New Breed Wrestling. Out of New Jersey, Hardcore Hustle Organization, otherwise known as H2O. Uh, also, Titan Championship Wrestling, as well as UWC with two events. Out of North Carolina, AIWF Mid-Atlantic. American Lucha Wrestling and Ring Wars Carolina. Out of Ohio, Ascend Pro Wrestling and Wrestling in Respect. Out of Oklahoma, Wrestling for a Cause. Out of Pennsylvania, East Coast Pro Wrestling and Prospect Pro Wrestling. Out of South Carolina, Battlezone Wrestling. Out, uh, also out of South Carolina, Premier Wrestling Experience. Out of Tennessee, Imperial Pro Wrestling. Southern Pride Championship Wrestling. Tennessee All Pro Wrestling. Tennessee Legacy Wrestling and Tennessee Wrestling Alliance. Out of Texas, Austin Wrestling Revolution. Also, Christian Wrestling Federation, Knucklehead Championship Wrestling, Metroplex Wrestling, Texas Wrestling Federation, and Undisputed Pro Wrestling. Also, out of Utah, Devotion Championship Wrestling. Then on Sunday, from Alabama, New South Pro Wrestling, out of Florida, Deathmatch Metal Fest, out of Indiana, Asylum Wrestling Revolution, out of North Carolina, Carolina All-Star Wrestling, and First Time Ever, out of South Carolina, WrestleForce, out of Tennessee, Revolutionary Wrestling Alliance and School of Morton, and out of Texas, AAPW. A lot of action heading your way. Wow. Last week was exhausting. Mania week, y'all. Mania week. Well, that's been it for the Independent Wrestling Roundup this week. I'll see you all very, very soon. And there you have it, our 13th Independent Wrestling Roundup by Phil. Phil, from all of us here at the MCW Cash, you're doing a 
heck of a job. And I want to see Phil in the studio one of these times for one of these roundups. I'm, we I'm keep threatening of- because um, there's no one more than me that wants to see you get filled in in person. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of doing it through the video scope. I want him right here. Right, in the you want to get filled yeah. in right here. Yeah. yeah. In I'm studio. sure he's got plenty I to I want to see it too, well. and I'm sure everybody mm. watching uh, <laughs> wants to see the same thing. Well, that's at home we want to see. We want to we hear from our, our uh, coffee club members and our MCW cast members at large. Uh, Tara, did you yeah. have a few uh I do, Queries? and you know, if, if you have questions for us, you can join the coffee club, number one, and number two, you can just, um, if you're on Twitter, you can use the hashtag AskMCWCast if you've got some burning questions. We've got a couple for our guests today. Um, first, first one is, what was a highlight match for you as a team? Is there one that sticks out in your mind over the years that you all worked together? Uh, probably the Joey and Christian Loser League Town match that we had. It was... Uh... Did we ever do like a six man with Nat in the ring with us? I don't think we ever did. Did you ever actually? I think work? at least once. Yeah, I, maybe. I maybe. Remember. I will say I don't want to narrow it down to like one match or whatever, but I remember that first Legend show was absolutely a blast. Where we the one was it the blindfold match or we, oh with Dan. I remember we worked like four times on the show. We yeah, were, it was like a bunkhouse battle royal and <laughs> but I just remember so match? yeah we much did a blindfold fun. match. Yeah, it's one of the greatest times ever. When Lita ever Lita was the referee. It was a six man blindfold. That's where <laughs> it was Earl, you Earl, and Team Earl, Punishment. I don't, I oh my partners. gosh, I remember and, and, this. And, uh, yeah. Lucifer was our partner. Yep, Lucifer. Yep, because because you almost broke Lita's neck again for the second time. She went to get the ring and you stepped on the ropes as she was sliding underneath the. She was going to come in and step in the ring like the women normally do, but Lita did her deal and she ran and did a like a slide in, slide. and he yeah. stepped on the bottom rope and lifted the, the second rope. And I rope. almost like stomped on her neck as she got in the ring. I was yeah. like, oh my god, I realized yeah. I did it. Your partners were Buzz Striker and Derek Wayne. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. Yeah. Team punishment. Yeah, I, I, I was a, it, was it was a blindfold, blindfold match. match. Yeah. Dude, I remember us sitting down at the breakers and we were talking about a blindfold match, and you were like, we're doing it. The fact that some of that stuff doesn't even. I remember it now that you're talking. Yeah, once you remind. Me about it, it starts yeah. to come back. Trigger and I'm moments. Like, That's right. Yeah. But I just remember yeah. that whole night. I remember that whole night. Every where everything oh, we, we did. did. I, it was so much fun. I just remember it being so much fun. So there was one night I tagged with you guys, and I wasn't supposed to. And it was uh Bruiser and Jerry Lawler against you two. <gasps> okay. And Lawler That's called right. me out. We did the early the promo at the beginning of the show. Where was that at? Uh, at a high was school. That, it was one of the high school yeah. shows. Was that, that, was that, that is actually one of our questions. That is actually one of our questions about that night. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When we were choking RJ? Yeah, yeah. But that, that was terrific, and I'm just thinking, I'm glad I had tights in my, my bag because <laughs> I was not prepared to wrestle. Yeah. Always yeah. bring your gear. It's Always like. bring your gear, and I had it. And I remember after the initial promo, we got backstage, and Jerry Lawler came over to me and said, you ever taken a pile driver, son? I said, nope. He said, well, neither had Andy Kaufman. Let me show you how to do it. Yeah. That was I remember terrific. him talking. He called you Andy Kaufman a few times. He's like, you remind me of Andy Kaufman. Remember yep. in the, I do remember that. Yeah, okay. That, that was such a highlight right, for me. I do remember oh, that. That was so. great. Well, that was Kelsey? one of the questions about All talking about right. um, being in the ring with the Hall of Famer Jerry Lawler and the, the bruiser and the match that you did. So, all right. When was <laughs> that? Do we know? Um, I don't know. That's don't That's know. probably not on YouTube, huh? I Probably not. We're gonna have to find yeah, it. I think this is one of those for the high yeah. school shows we were yeah. doing all the high school shows. Um, another question is: um, Remember the um, MCW return at Resurrection? You all were in the main event. Um, was that a career highlight for you? <laughs> that was a tobacco, but we made it work <laughs> for ourselves. You know what I remember? Was that Skip screwed up? 
Skip. He did. He played the wrong music. Played yeah. wrong oh, music. So but that was, that was, that was against the New Age Outlaws. I'll tell you what guys. I remember about that match. Mm-hmm. Before that, we had shut down, and we weren't in the ring at all. Like, no. Yeah, I got, a couple of years. I mean, right. fat. And every, I was just, you know, nothing. But we were, hey, Resurrection, we're coming back. We're yeah. there, brother. Yeah, yeah. we were so happy. The one thing I remember about that match is at the finish. When Billy Gunn gives me, he's got that head and arm. The one and only. Lifts you up, it's called the one and only. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One, two, three. Rolled out the ring, and Rich rolled over. Man, how was it? I said, I'll tell you one thing right now. I know why they call that the one and only. I said, because that's the one and only time I'm taking that damn thing. <laughs> Hell, it knocked the wind out of me. Because, I, I mean, I got up yeah. good for him. But when I hit, I was so, thank God it yeah. was it. Because that guy's been a the tank finish. anyway. Oh, he's so big. Oh, Billy yeah. Gunn. Yeah. I remember when he, I remember I thing. I locked up with him. He put me in a headlock. And he's like, stand up a little bit. And I'm like, dude, I'm on my tippy toes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I remember him chuckling. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's what I remember about right. that. You know, that bump. Um, now, here's a question for you. Is, tell us, is there any leftover tension between you and Candy from 2001 at that Fort Meade Army base show that you talked about a few minutes ago? Uh, I well, think there's leftover tension between me and Candy. <laughs> uh, that's damn sure. Sorry. Why is that, Corporal? Uh, <laughs> sorry to interject. That just kind of came out. I, I think we've largely buried the hatchet. I mean, she's come we up to me it. a couple times and said, you know, you always work so stiff with me. Did you have a, an issue with me? <laughs> Well, you were a harlot, but Nat, you works No, I, Nat, I don't even know if you know. Did you know this, Nat, Rich, about? I should have laid it in a little more. I talked with you about it, but the girls thought you had to. Tara, you might be able to chime on this. They thought you had legitimate heat with all the girls. Do you guys remember this? All of them. Because of that. Because you were so stiff thing. with them, and you would just, you know, stuff. And they were like, I don't think Nat likes any of us. All the girls thought Nat hated that being really discussed at, like, a school meeting. Because it was the well, yeah, yeah, right. For real. Like, everybody, like, for shoot. Like, uh-huh. not working. Or like, I have to say that I don't, as a female at this time, I didn't think anybody liked me. Um, and I, it, it was hard being. Is that RJ? Uh, no, he didn't. Like, oh, he we didn't like even either. ride to shows together. Are you kidding? Well, oh, I, no. I wouldn't <laughs> ride with you either because I drove in the, I drove okay. in a vehicle. Oh, yeah, the There's another reason, Tara, nobody rides driving. with you. Okay. No, like, <laughs> Just we didn't saying. even talk about wrestling at home. Like, it was a topic we didn't talk about. All we would do is fight. But I remember it was really hard for me. I felt like nobody liked me. And um, I, I, that's why I, like, bonded with. Um, Candy and Colleen, like, you know, because we kind of felt like nobody, I don't know. But you I know felt what? Like Back then, me. that was kind of, it was kind of your baptism by fire. It was, uh, that's how everybody was treated. I was you were treated someone. like an outsider yes. until, so, you, until you were let in. I was waiting for someone that to crap in my bag. That you were in this for the right reasons. Yeah, yeah. Because so I everybody would heal you on purpose, even if yeah. they liked you. I thought that I was going to open my bag one day and find somebody had taken a crap in there because that was what I was yeah. told would happen. And I remember feeling like maybe I finally fit in when I got my first fanny pack. And <laughs> it was a black leather. It was a black. I'd already I'd had fanny packs, so here I'd had them before. They're very practical. I'm a big fan. I still have them to this day. But that was like the black leather but, one that all the boys used. And I was like, oh, I'm one of the boys now. But the true sign of a true wrestler is... You had to have that back zipper yeah. in the back of your back Yeah, of your the, gimmick yeah. The, gimmick yeah. the gimmick zipper. The gimmick zipper. That's where all the gimmicks oh, yeah. were. I still brother. have it. I still have like, it. That, that is when I knew That's that the true I was sign like, of a good wrestler. they do like me. But I'll tell you, it, I, had, I would pull in the parking lot every week and be like, 
okay, my heart would start racing and I'd be like, I got to go in there. Now I got to remember whose hand do I shake first? Like there's a hierarchy. I would have so much anxiety yeah, over this. Yeah, that was this. so stupid too. It, it was. was. Yeah. It, it was, was so hard. And it was like, so dumb. You know, and nobody wanted to take me seriously. Like I said, you when didn't shake I, my hand, bubble. When yeah, I would right, show up, yeah. it was, oh, you want to be a but ballet? You know, no, I want to be, you know, it was hard to get people to train with me and stuff. So like I I felt, I don't recall feeling that way particularly about Nat per se, but I maybe lumped you in with all the other males full confession though you know it wasn't that i had heat with anybody it was when i trained i learned how to take bumps really well i didn't learn how to work really well so I laid things in stiff because I just didn't know right. any better than to do it but that we way. we encouraged it, brother. I it remember those days. We would encourage, you know, sure. like, I mean, safe points, you know, right, forearms right, right. and stuff. Well, I'm not saying bust somebody's teeth out or break their nose. But if you're laying a forearm or anything, you know, you, right. a kick, lay it in. There's yeah. safe ways of doing it. But yeah. that was. Well, I remember well, one time Pat Brink, I believe. It was Pat Brink or Billy Redwood was doing clotheslines on the on the mat, not even in the ring, and everybody was lining up to take them. And it was a Saturday morning; they were down there Billy. training. And yeah. I was like, I got in line with all the guys, and I said, No, I'm taking it. And there were a couple guys that were like, No, no, you don't have to. And I was like, No, I'm taking it. And I got that wind knocked out of I'm me. Sure but you I, did. I was like, if No, it was Billy too. I have to do this because I felt that way. Like I really felt that in order to earn my place, I had to do everything the guys did. I did the chops, you know, on um, the birthday chops, you know. No, like yeah. I mean, no, I but got you know, we, 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 me and Rich especially, we love that because we were a big, we're still a big mark for women wrestling. Oh yeah, me and Rich. If, if you're, if you're, and I'll never forget when we saw Mickey for the first time, and she was working we, like a dude. How much heat did we get? We, we were met, training girls and stuff. And they were like, "You're training them like men." We're like, "Exactly, mm-hmm. that's the way they should be." Trained. And I remember so many older like women wrestlers and all that's going to get them heat, and that's going to, you know, they're going to get this and that. I'm like, well, yeah. so far the girls that we've helped have been pretty successful. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. but that's what it, we, they would work like men. That's yeah. what, and we were just well, like, that's mm-hmm. that's that's the way they. Sh- I always believed that women should work. You know, I mean, I always believed in like the Japanese style. Right. Stuff like that. And I think it's st- right now. I believe the women are the stars of the business right now. Only thing yeah. worth watching on on is Raw the or women. Yeah. are the women. The yeah, women, and that is so yeah. true. I've said mm-hmm. this for the last couple years. And the, you know, the men need to step up. Yes, because the women are out there just tearing it down mm-hmm. and they look more i remember the one thing that we or we would talk about yeah. with the women wrestling what we didn't like is everything looked weak yeah not Their strikes anymore. and all that remember yeah. you know just yeah. because yeah. if they were really laying them in you know now the women look tougher than the men mm-hmm. yeah, and that's the men's the fault mm-hmm. because they're soft mm-hmm. yeah. come on man stop it and the women have taken over yeah. they really yeah. really have they're right great. now and mm-hmm. it was it was interesting because when I came through, it was the whole divas era, you know. And right. So you well, had, women were they were just looking at matches and things right. like that, Objects. and Greedy also women bold. were getting we were getting put on shows earlier than guys coming oh, through yeah. the training center, you know. And so there was that resentment and everything too. And it's like, oh, okay, well, you're you're eye candy, but you know, you haven't really earned your spot here. Like no. I really felt that. And then you know, when you were looking at what was on TV, the women's division was a joke. It was a mockery. I mean, you had. You know, oh yeah, um, gravy battle yeah. royal, right? Things just, like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like by design. Stuff. So yeah. it was like, yeah. but here we Horrible. were being trained yeah. as, like you said, and I am so appreciative of that. Like being trained as the guys were, but then what you saw on TV, the girls weren't doing that at no. all. So we've had, again, to, like you say, half of it's not really their fault. They're yeah. trying their, their passion's there, yeah. Yeah. but you can't do what you don't know. And right. if they're out there telling you to just get naked and hit each other with pillows, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean I've had pillow matches. Just, I mean that's the thing. that's what they. 
they would do, you yeah. know. On weeknights, I'm training this way. And that's then, just you one know, of the things that's changed for the better. Lucrative girl shows, which were awesome. But, no. yeah, you did stuff like no, pillow I matches. Always, <laughs> I, I always took an interest because I knew that a good girl – wrestler would make it better make it make it into the business a lot easier than a greater guy a guy that was much better just because the pool's smaller Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and people get called up in it because you look at the women and you're automatically thinking ah they're weak so i've rather so when they actually show that they can work and do some physical stuff you're you're just automatically going to go down you know she's a tough one you know it just makes you watch indeed indeed well, look, you know, we have been talking, and I think we could talk all night long. But We could definitely go a couple more hours. Yeah. We're going to have to put a tiger or a bow on the tail of this MCW cast episode. Uh, on behalf of all of us here, thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for joining us. Oh, my God. Thank you, guys. We'll have you guys yeah. back. You know? Yeah, yeah, we're ready. Right. Right. We're not, the cast didn't go in anywhere. Season so. two. Yeah. Yeah. We're ready yeah. for a rematch, a brother. Yeah. Let's book it. Yeah. <laughs> Holy you, Roller, Earl, Rich, Nat. It was good having you in, Earl. It's good seeing you. Will we you. see you yeah. May so, 8th at time. our Fan Fest coming up? Will we see you May 8th? Brother, We've I'm got an autograph signing with Matt Well, you know me. I'm still here with one of the production team and everything. Well, we'll be here. You know, and some of our fans will be here. Do you hear that, Tara? Rich called you brother. He said, brother, you know I'll you know you are a brother. All right, I'll like take it. Stop calling me brother, brother. <laughs> so, all right, very good. It was a, a blast. This was a fun one. Yes, indeed it was. We'll all see right. you all next Tuesday at 8 for another edition of the MC. Dun-